Weird Science DC Comics podcast will spoil this week's comic books and use very, very naughty words. If either of those things upset you, go listen to NPR. When you eventually grow a pair, don't worry, we will be waiting for you. Thank you and enjoy. Still waiting on that heifer, Julio. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Stop breathing so heavy. Jesus. Welcome back, all you weirdos, to Weird Out Loud. I'm Eric Shea. I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode five. Now, I'm sorry if you've come to hear about the books for this week, but some serious shit went down at DC, and we really want to talk about that, and we have no idea how long that's going to take. Yeah, so some serious shit, all right. Yeah. You know what's funny is each week we try to figure out what we're going to talk about in the beginning of the podcast, and we, we really struggle like not a lot of news usually comes out so we try to come up with different ideas and then this hit <laughs> so it kind of changed up the whole whole thing yeah we we're going to try to do this and the books but that i think would turn into a four-hour podcast and we don't want to do that no no and it's it's already late and uh i'm getting tired and hungry as i always am always am yeah, yeah. so they well we're we're kind of skirting around the issue so you might as well just tell everybody what the big news is well, the big news for this week that dropped is DC has announced 24 new titles to come out in June after Convergence has ended. Yep. And it just blew me the fuck away. Yep, and also we're, me and you are both kind of still arguing if this means the end of the New 52, which they have kind of announced that. I know kind you of. Don't, I, you don't I want was to believe around, it. I don't. I was looking around the interwebs, and like uh, I think the Nerdist, actually, their header was uh, New 52 canceled. Mm-hmm. Which so I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! That, that's some you know big words right there. I, I I didn't get that from it. Like I can understand, like you know, new things coming in and that aren't with that continuity. But I can't say it's canceled. Well, just them saying Dan DeDio himself saying that story will trump continuity. That scares is, me so much. That's what it is. That's every in their mind they think that, and I agree to somewhat uh, an extent that the new Fifty Two kind of is corralling them too much into certain stories but also what gets me is that you know as well as i do we both read you know the majority or all of the books individually not crossing over all the time but we have issues like uh, just for instance catwoman right now is going on in a continuity that is beyond what most of the other books are doing and before the time of the batman eternal which it kind of came up with the concept 
Right. And I know that makes no sense, but you know, everything's out of order. Everything's out of time anyway. That yeah, it, but that's not that's not, that's still within the continuity, though. It, it's out of it's out of sync with the times, but it's still continuity. But it still is annoying. And I think what they want to do is that they want to get certain books in, but they don't want to have to get it shoved into the continuity. And what it what it kind of reminds me of is what I wish they would do somewhat with the movies is they're so big in this realistic uh, Christopher Nolan type of universe right. that they can't do certain things. Even like uh, an Arrow on TV, they're so into this pseudo-realistic universe that they're trying to shoehorn in meta powers and the Flash and things like that, but they don't want to bring them into Arrow, and it ends up being a mess, and it, people don't get what they want. So I actually like the idea of this, but I wish that they would actually have done it in a way where you would have the new 52 still with the books that remain, and then have something like these books being like a um, maybe a convergence uh, imprint type thing right. on the issue and then you could go into the, the comic store and say okay I want the new 52 stuff that I'm familiar with and I, I want to keep with that you go grab those you want something that well, one of the titles that we're going to talk about uh, and you get one of you know other things and there are titles it's funny because with these uh, bunch of books the 24 new titles there are some that fit really well into the new 52 yeah. and others that don't at all but they don't have to. That's the point. That you, nothing's getting shoehorned. Has to be shoehorned in. They could just not be like Justice League three thousand. Not within the continuity. No, it isn't. It, but that's a weird one. I'm saying like if all of a sudden you wanted to have a, um, trying to think, you wanted to have a Mister Freeze book somehow. Have they, a Mister Freeze book. Fuck it. But they already in the new fifty two. They've redone his origin. And if they don't want to go by that origin, then people are going to already start complaining. Like you, who loves continuity. You're a big exactly. continuity whore. You know what you do then? You write it out. You write in something different like Scott yeah, Snyder again, did. I, I think what they want to do is they want to have these things where they grab different guys and they want to have some fun. Obviously, when we start talking about the books and we'll go through each book and the the creative teams, it seems as if this um, this new wave of let's have some cartoony fun has really gone to their heads, and it really seems like they're trying to get everything like that. I, I don't know why. Are you telling me I'm too old for comics? I think we both are. Oh, Jesus. But it's not even just that. But like I said, if Batgirl came out, and this, this is the book that I blame all this for. All this is from Batgirl. Oh, I agree. And the weird thing is, is how much does Batgirl sell? I, you want me to fucking come up with figures right now? I don't have I, that information for I actually was hoping you'd just make something up, and then I'd go with it. 35,000 copies sold. How about sold. this? Does it sell 500,000 copies a month? No. No. Nothing it seems does. Like they, it seems like they're acting like it does, though. And what's weird is they're going, they're doing this after that whole Mar uh, Marvel, the Secret Wars, and the new their new kind of soft reboot, whatever you'd call yeah. it, goes on. And this just... This seems off. These titles and this announcement just does not seem real. And it, it's... <laughs> uh, to me, and personally, the New 52 is what got me into reading comics. I know. Uh, and uh, mainly, again, it was because of the new numbering and you could yeah. go in and learn the new stuff and they wanted to, to get people in. 
but it doesn't seem finished to me. It doesn't seem like a finished product. Like, I'll go back and say, you know what? That new 52 is so good, the whole run... It just seems like it just ended. And it, it, it Convergence was weird as it is. It kind of... That thing was shoehorned in and thrown in. And it seemed so bizarre that you would have this thing when they're moving. And, again, we were like, oh, what's going to... Turn, what's going to happen because of this? Everybody was speculating yeah. that out of Convergence, mm. you might get a couple titles. You might get a Earth 2 coming to the regular uh, Earth. You might have um, different versions of characters, like, say, um, I'm trying to think, something along the lines of, like, a different Earths or a different time period. You get some of these old characters. It's an characters. Else world, whatever. Yeah, but they, would, they could get blended into the new 52, and instead... It seems as if it's just destroying everything. And so you're going to end the New 52 in March. So yeah, you you in, keep saying that. I don't think it's over. But that's, that's what they said. Dan DeVito they, no, pretty much announced that, that is, it's over. I think in, one, gonna, of the, in uh, one of the things he, he even said, like, it was, it was a success and we don't regret success, anything yes. and, and something like that. And it's done. Done. I'm just saying, how can this be a good thing that we're doing? Like, like you were brought into the New 52 because of the renumbering. You can get in fresh. Yeah. It's all new to you. And, like, you know, you can go I wasn't with the, intimidated by it. Exactly. It, you can it, go with the ride. Yep. Now, I know a shit ton of people that when this happened, they're all, they were off DC Comics because right. it ruined all the continuity they had been building with the rest of their, their, their whole lives. Mm-hmm. And this is what they're doing again after, well, what, like... Four years? I know, but it, like we said, they're they're going to continue. Those ongoing books are continuing in their numbering, and of course, say they're not going to say like everything that happened in Batman, Scott Snyder's Batman, is now null and void. That still goes. I think the continuity is within books. Well, that's I think new fifty-two that, continuity, though. But it's just now the the books continuity. I don't think that. It's going to be, and in fact, the article you wrote on this, you mentioned the Justice League of America, right there is the perfect title that we're talking about. This is the Justice League of America, even yeah, though I have they no already have, and it's just going to be probably story arcs uh, that just go back and forth and do things. Uh, oh, and before this, we were talking about uh, titles that we, uh, we were talking about the titles a little, and I mentioned to you, it's because Jeff Parker is not in any of these books just talking right. about that. I remembered. I thought that maybe they'll do a uh, six-issue thing of Green Lantern and Flash, and I think Jeff Parker would be good on that. Yeah, he would be That's good. That's just an aside, something we were talking about before. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through each of the books and maybe have a little comment about it, see what we would like or not like and what we're interested in. Uh, I know that when you wrote the article, a lot of people had their own opinions on it. I'm sure around the internet there's just people going nuts and other people oh, yeah. liking it. Uh, again, it seems like DC is trying to please everyone. And in, in fact, they are pissing off everyone. And It's I the really... same thing, though, with the new 52. Like I said, it's like there was a whole big thing to bring people in like you, but yeah. it just I, I didn't get into the series until Earth 2 because I was boycotting it because I was pissed off. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I really enjoyed uh, Aquaman right away, and Nightwing, and even uh, Frankenstein Agents of Shade. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I liked all those. Even like stuff l- a little later, like um, I'm trying to think of the other, other ones. Dial H? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, Dial H, which again, <laughs> I actually liked a lot of the experimental stuff, which should be that these books announced, there's some weird ones. So I maybe I'll really enjoy this, but it is odd, but... 
Uh, I'll start off the whole thing. One of the first books that uh, we could talk about is Batman Beyond, written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Bernard Chang. And what's weird about these things, too, is basically the announcements were um, just announced the books. Yeah. There wasn't yeah. much. You would have hoped that they would have maybe given a solicit for the number one issues. Uh, a little but, bit of meat to it. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, uh, meat. Basically, <laughs> they they do the you know they give you the creative teams and let you decide. Some of them have some uh, initial art. Yeah. Some of them don't. But Batman Beyond, uh, Dan Jurgens, I like, in theory. Yeah. Uh, but some of the stuff that I've read, like uh, Aquaman and the others, I'm he's, not. I'm not a fan of. I don't. Like, I know. I'm not a big fan of his dialogue. I'm not a big fan of uh, that book in particular. But I think that this will be okay. The problem is, is I don't think this is the Batman Beyond that a lot of people are going to want. No, it's not like 3.0 or nothing like that. I don't think. No, no. I think it's like you. We talked about it's uh, Batman Beyond from the Future's End. That's what I would imagine, but like if, if that were to happen, though, it's like Batman. Like I, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of Future's End. You know, is he going to like the time going to be rewritten? Yeah. Um, you know, thirty-five years from now, things going to be fine in his world. He's not going to mm-hmm. get sent back, or possibly, you know, for some reason, he gets stuck back in uh, the regular timeline, and it's just Batman beyond the regular time, which would be really, really weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was a huge fan of the Batman Beyond 2.0 digital title with Kyle Higgins. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, I don't think this is going to be anything to do with any Batman Beyond of that sort. I think this no, is going to be a a realistic, more realistic type Batman Beyond, uh, and I'm not interested in it at all. And I think I'm no? not going. And I again, of all these issues, there's some that tend to I'll be drawn to them because of my background in in liking characters. Yeah, I'm very scared about this title. I I don't think that it's going to be what I want from a Batman Beyond. I do like Bernard Chang's art, though. I think he's awesome. See, I think that I, I like Bernard Chang as well. I just don't know if I can picture him doing Batman Beyond, which is weird to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, are you looking forward to Batman Beyond? Oh, yeah. I'm going to read the hell out of it until yeah. it gives me a reason not to. So you're going to reveal it? No, you are. Damn it. Yeah, I'll, I'll but, reveal it. I'll, I'll be damn right. That's right. But, yeah. But, again, I'm just... Because these things are so nonspecific and kind of just thrown out there, I could be told tomorrow, you give me some initial art from it, from Bernard Chang, and I see that it looks more up towards the animated series Batman Beyond, I'm in. Right. I'm totally in. Well, I don't I think was that's actually, what it's going to be. I was actually shocked that this didn't come with uh, art like some of the others. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's odd. I, just, I think it's going to be a Batman Beyond that is just too... Different and sh- kind of like I said, more of a realistic version, like in a, a Future's End, and I'm not going to be that interested. Well, I'm saying I I really like the Batman Beyond from Future's End, and like the AI of Alfred and shit like mm-hmm. that. I I really dig that. And if it is like that, I might be taking over the book at some point from you. But yeah, I well, kind of hope it is. Like it's a brand new Batman Beyond. You don't have to be like you know strong in with the animated series and the yeah. uh, two point I just like that look. Yeah, so do I. And the only thing though is that. And it's going to come up on this list for me. Uh, an issue I have is, do you? Some of these books just don't grab me as needed books. Like, is there? Oh, that, like Clarion? Uh, exactly. Well, that again, and that was a disaster. Or Infinity yeah. Man. There's yeah. books when some of the books come out, you just wonder, like, what gave them the idea 
that they needed this book. And I know Batman Beyond is a popular character, but is this Future Zen version? Is that is has he taken the the DC universe by storm? <laughs> He did for me. I don't know. But again, we're speculating here. We don't know that's what it's going to be. I know. I know. It's tough. That's why this this uh, episode of our podcast is going to be very odd because we're just going to be talking about things that we really don't know about, which, you know what? That's about what we <laughs> do every week. And every <laughs> That's review, called being a fan. That's every review. Well, uh, what's next? Oh, uh, next we got a, a Batmite, which is a six-issue mini. And... Uh, I don't know, like, this is one of the ones that came with accompanying art of, like, um, what do they call those, like, design photo, yeah, yeah. like, it's pictures? it's almost like when uh, Batgirl came out with that new design of her, yeah. I don't know, do you call it's it just, a design um, sheet? No, I'll call it that, design fair sheet. Fair enough, design sheet. Everybody else out there knows that there's yeah, a word yeah. for this, and we're idiots, but yep. it's just yep. a few, like, you know, pictures of Batmike, like, from the front, from the back, from the side, and it's very cartoony, so it seems like it's going to be one of those, chi- like, you know, kid-centric books. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be Batmite going around, maybe terrorizing, you know, uh, Batman doing just silly stuff like in Batman Brave and the Bolt. Yep. And again, and, that's Dan Jurgens and the artist Corin Howell. Howell? Howell. Howell. What am I saying, Howell? It's like Mr. Howell. Mr. Howell, yeah. Corin, Mr. Howell. <laughs> I, like, I like the art. I like the art that'll come out. I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's very it, Disney. It is, but I think that fits Batmite. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's yeah. just like uh, Batmite's like one of those things that you could not have in the New 52 and make sense. Well, that's one of the things I was going to say is this is one of those ones that you're just like, no, there's no New 52 involved here. No. And I, but what I really, I actually really like the concept that they have said that there's going to be a bunch of these six-issue little minis that I, to me, if they became a huge hit, Batmite sold so much, then it's obvious they'll, probably come back later with it with it something else with it but i like the idea that these are like like um uh arkham manor right they didn't announce it was a six issue mini when it came out but it was something that they you know it's a little experimental it's a little different i like i actually that. like the idea more of arkham manor being a mini than an actual ongoing well, I know, title. Well, i'm saying i like the idea of of these minis because then when batmite and a couple other minis that are that are in this initial run come out then you mix in three more minis and you, you get a lot of different things and i yeah. think that's really cool and i i'm telling you i think batmite will be one of those things that it's going to be uh it's hilarious batmite i love batmite so do i and in the new 52 you could not have batmite it just yeah. wouldn't have made sense no, it's like the great. It's like the the great kazoo. Yeah, yeah. So I like this, and again, like I said, Dan DiDio's big quote was: "Story will trump continuity as we continue to power, empower creators to tell the best stories in the industry." Was his exact quote, which yep. to me I like because you might have somebody who would never work on a new Fifty Two title, some other artist. And I really think that DC is not only struggling but very scared that people are bailing on him. And I think that people are bailing on him. They're not in control of these artists and, no. and writers. Uh, nobody's, obviously, there are people banging on their door wanting to write things. But the way things have been going, people have been leaving them more than wanting to come into the DC universe and write things. I think that this is a way 
to get some people to do it. And there are. There's a, in this list, there are a lot of guys who, number one, I don't know who they are. And if I don't, I looked up and realized, oh, my God, they, these guys are pretty big guys. Uh, <laughs> you looked it up, not me. <laughs> yeah, I, I did look Research. up some of the things. And, in fact, some of them were things that there's one guy in particular that I'll mention later that's not on right. a list of new books. But somebody you mentioned, that uh, the guy on Superman, the guy right. who's replacing Jeff Johns. And, of course, I can't remember his name. But he's huge. He is a huge writer. And now he's in the New 52 or whatever it is now. He's in D.C. now. And I think some of these things, I think that this is what their concept of this is, is more of trying to get more writers and artists to come in. And more, I, do you think it's more writers? Don't you think that? Um, I would think so because it seems like the writers are the th- people that are really leaving. Yeah, yeah. So I think that this is a, like, listen, guys, we're, we're changing things up. I, I have a feeling, too, that when you had the new 52 and people would come in, people want to tell their story. I, and this happened with uh, recently with you with uh, Landry Walker. He right. claims on his Red Lantern he had a different story he wanted to tell. Obviously, somebody told him he couldn't. And I yeah. think this is what happens a lot in D.C. and with the the new 52 and just DC in general that they are they're known to be like no you can't do that they they seem to be more of a editorial group that says no more than they say do what you want and exactly. i think that some of the guys are just like god i mean Justin Jordan looked like he was like all these guys seem to be leaving because they've had issues. Gail Simone was leaving at one point because she had editorial issues. Yeah, they, I'm pretty good uh the well, Batwoman uh, writer, I can't think of his name, uh, Williams. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, J.H. Williams. J. H. Right Williams, there, exactly. there's another one. Gone. Then um, Tom Taylor. Had, uh, yep, Tom Taylor. Charles uh, Soule. The guy, Soul. I'm trying to think, um, uh, Falcoff, who was going to do, I believe, was going to do Core, right? And they were. Oh, gonna, right, right. Remember, they He's were going to try to make him kill John uh, Stewart. John Stewart, and he wouldn't yeah. do it. They, they kicked him out. They, everything <laughs> Joshua Hell Falcoff. And yeah. everybody, DC seems to be, and I think this is like, and even with the titles, like we're on the second one, Batmite is so crazy a title, but it seems like everything is pushed to be like, look, we're fun now. We're, and it, it does seem a little like catch up and trying to do something that, because that, again, you look at Batmite, you have over at Marvel, I don't even know if you're uh, aware, they have Squirrel Girl. I have heard titles. Squirrel Girl, yes. And again, that's it's like, oh my God, we're the fun. So I think DC's trying to catch up. And uh, the way DC usually ends up doing these things is they always seem to be a little too late. Yeah. And a little too, you know, a little too little too late. They just started and, collecting pods last week. Yes, yes. I, I heard they're, they're very big in the Pokemon now. <laughs> Even though I hear that's still big. Yeah, who knows, man. Yeah, I, fucking... I know. Well, the next one is another six-issue mini, and it is Bizarro, written by Heath Corson with art by Gustavo Duarte. And, again, there's a little bit of a um, uh, some art for it. It's just a picture, and it looks hilarious to me. Looks great. It's a, it's, it looks like the same artist actually who did the Batmite drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, uh, we should probably mention if you want to see the drawings and see the thing that we're right reading off of, it's actually the article that Eric wrote uh, this past Friday when the news was announced, which luckily he didn't go to work on Friday. So he you know how right... long that thing took me? I had I'm the sure worst migraine yeah. on Friday, and I'm so... trying to go through all these titles and read the freaking uh, DC news and. Yeah. 
trying to decipher what the hell they're talking about. And it was funny because I was at work and I got a call from my wife that my uh, two two second oldest sons, my one son has moved out, but my two oldest in the house, they woke up late and missed the bus. Uh So I had to actually leave work and go pick them up and take take them to school. And on the way, all of a sudden, I got a note from uh, Jody, who writes on the site, but also comments a lot, writes a lot of comments and the things uh, that said, hey, there's some news out. And I'm like, oh, news. I'm like, holy crap. So as I'm writing (laughs) to get them, I'm illegally texting or typing uh, to you on Twitter to try to get you up and get writing the article. And I was like, oh, my God. Each one I was reading, oh, my God. But, yeah, it was like a, a comedy of errors of you not being at work, me yeah. leaving work to go get my kids, getting a, a message, then sending you the message, and then it, it worked out. That's why we like when you don't go to work. <laughs> but back to back to Bizarro, um, I really enjoy, I, I like the art. I love Bizarro. And, in fact... Yeah. Recently, or not so recently, I read one of the best Bizarro stories ever, <laughs> which was in the Adventures of Superman uh, digital uh, digital book that Christos Gage wrote a story. And the funny thing is, is that Black like, Horse for Bizarro, like reruns that they claim, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. It was probably one of the first Bizarro stories I really read. And, I don't think they've claimed that in 20 years. Uh, well, I'm claiming it. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> I'm it's new it back. to you. So they're gonna, I'm going to bring it back in the thing. If you haven't read a Bizarro story, the first one you read will probably be the best one you've read. <laughs> and so early on in our site, I, read, I would do Adventures of Superman, which I what digital book that I loved. And they came out with the uh, Bizarro. It was... Um, Flowers, flowers for Bizarro. Bizarro, and it was a take on that Flowers for Algernon, the uh, the book. Algernon. I I can't remember things. I tried to to mumble <laughs> it at the end there, so nobody would know. But uh, it was basically a story where Bizarro gained intelligence, and then it was, they made it seem like the Bizarro himself was kind of like had a mental uh, issue, like something was wrong, and they could they could make him smart, and he became. He became Superman's partner and was really, really happy to to help. And all along, people had misunderstood him that he didn't want to be a bad guy. Not really retarded. Yeah, no, no. So he he always wanted to be a good guy, and then this he got to be. But as the story progressed and near the end, he started talking a little bit more and more like Bizarro again, and Superman was like, well, what did you just say? And he tried to hide it, and he was really getting upset that he was reverting back to Bizarro. Uh, it was a great story. Mm, people might question the greatest <laughs> Bizarro story ever, but the best was was when they did the printed copy. Well, we have yet to get anybody putting any quotes on the actual print copy of things, but I was very happy that when it was coming out, Christos Gage that week uh, tweeted out to everyone, it'll be coming out, and... Jim Werner over at that weird science said that this was the best. I think he was laughing when he when he tweeted it, but I did like it. If, if everybody yeah, wants to check it out, it's really now. Cool. But yeah, this Bizarro, again, it's Bizarro. It's a six-issue mini. Seems like it's going to be a fun thing. It'll probably be a very cartoony, especially from the look, but I think it's going to be one of those cartoony, almost like a, um, like a Tom and Jerry type thing. I'm sure Bizarro is going to get in some crazy situations. He's going to, you know, somebody's going to hit him in the head and then he'll hit him back and Superman will show up and I I think it's going to be good. But again, 
with the art and all that that this wouldn't fit in this new 52 version of what Bizarro was. And Bizarro, Again, it's just the weird part because next issue of Action Comics, Action Comics 40, they're doing an out-of-continuity yep. Bizarro story. And I said, once I saw this, and I had read that. In fact, I had read Action Comics and reviewed it, and I read that, that part in the you know, next Bizarro. Yeah, and I had the whole thing. I thought that's going to be awesome. Then I read the thing about oh, you know, you like Bizarro, you like crazy stories. Well, the Salda Continuity, and it looks like um, Superman might be going to Bizarro World. What I got from the, the yeah, that's what I got set. from the show. And yeah. I was going to say to you, I was going to tell you on Friday if you showed up at work. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was going to say, you know, I can't wait. This is going to be so fun. It's going to be great. And then this comes out. And not that it has anything to do with this as fun. I'm still looking forward to next month's uh, Action Comics. But uh, this is one of the titles, actually, I'm looking forward to in a weird way. And then it will be the best Bizarro story you ever read. I might have to put that. It's a shame <laughs> that Christos Gage isn't writing this so I, can, yeah. so I can put that. But maybe it will be. Uh, what's next? Next, we have Black Canary, written by Brennan Fletcher, with art by Annie Wu and Irene Ka. Is that, what is that, Ka? I think it's Ko. Ko? I'm terrible with the name. K-O-H. Ko. Ko. All right. Annie Wu and Irene Ko. But and that, this one looks right down your alley. Uh, it's, it's the Black Canary from Burnside, it looks like, because this is one of the uh, books that was accompanied with a drawing for, like, the cover. Mm-hmm. And it, I, it looks like Bad Tar did the uh, did the uh, cover to art to this. And it's it's again it's uh, Brendan Fletcher too. Yeah, exactly. It's right. It's right there. And like, he writes and the recent, most recent Batgirl, Black Canary is and her on the outs, and now she started a band. And even on this picture that uh, they showed us, she has a microphone in her hand, or she's swinging one. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't want anything to do with this book. Well, here's the weird thing about it: is even in. Um, I'm looking through the comments now, and it's uh, Chisanga Mubemba, who is a person who uh, puts uh, some comments, comments a lot on our site. And they bring up one of the things that I have the most problem with about Black Canary. Um, She was in Team 7. Yeah. She was also in Birds of Prey. Yep. And in Birds of Prey, she mentioned a lot of Team 7. A lot of Birds of Prey really revolved around her and her past with Team 7. And her she's, like, husband. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a special ops trained character. Not no more. She's been dumbed down. Now she's a lead singer of a band. And now she is a lead singer in what appears to be a goth band. Yeah. And as we've all learned in the 90s and beyond goth bands suck oh yeah and they're just miserable and it just looks ridiculous uh, we were actually laughing because in this issue this month's issue of grayson there is a an awful band and then you mentioned this canary band that um the bands in comics are so awful and they always <laughs> i know that there's like any sort of lyrics you can write down and they often sound ridiculous just reading them but man they have the worst and i i i was laughing even this morning thinking when you were doing your impersonation of the canary <laughs> where they just scream like the canary scream in the middle yeah. of the, but uh yeah i don't know where they're going with this and people I- I kind of wish I had the uh, last issue of Batgirl on hand because she was on stage in that, and uh, she had a few lyrics, and then the scream, ah, 
<laughs> you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, I just picture all the lyrics to be like, you know, teenage bad poetry that all the teenagers like, like are musical and dark. Dark poetry. And, and then uh, just had a scream at the end. In, um, in, in Grayson, the band's called something like Sin, Sin Before Silence or Sin by Silence. Sure. And they are, they're playing at a peace rally in Tel Aviv in this <laughs> issue. And these lyrics they're yelling and it's all like stuff about the corporate oil companies and i'm like this is not good music i i want to go you know i would you I would go back have, to the lyrics there i, I again it's <laughs> and this guy the lead singer in this band is this guy called clutch and he's like a pseudo bono type thing but it's like number one i i've gone to a lot of concerts i don't go to a concert with somebody to lecture me about things I go for music unfortunately for them and these this band and Grayson is just lecturing people and pissed off then ends up being an evil organization it all goes to hell which has nothing to do with Black Canary except that this stupid picture of her in this band and again like we said this seems like it's going to be Batgirl part two yeah it's just a continuation it might as well be called it's going to be hashtag Black Canary Burnside yeah and unfortunately for us me and you are the only ones who don't like the new Batgirl. Except, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, I mean, the the reviews come out for that book, and they are going down. I, I have to point that out, that the uh, everybody who loved it so much at the beginning, the, the reviews are going down. But, man, the people still like it enough to get this book, and I am confused why, because I... I'm not excited about this, and the problem is, is that am I doing this book or are you? Oh yeah, no, you yeah, have I this figured I was because now I'm going to have Batgirl after this yep. and this book, and I'm going to kill, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and I'm so happy we switched books. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be awful. But uh, are you telling the next book or am I up? I don't even know. Now. You're up, brother. Okay, well, it's a book you'll be doing because you love yep. this character, and it is Constantine Cole and the Hellblazer. Written by Ming Doyle and art by Riley Rosmo. And this is one of the things. The Ming Doyle is huge. Yeah. And I have seen that a lot. So I, that, I don't know the name off the top of my head. They did. Is, it a, is Ming Doyle a woman? I hate I to sound no really dumb. I'm assuming it is. But, of course, if I assume it is, then it isn't. But we'll just go. Ming is writing. <laughs> Ming did, I believe, a... Um, uh, Sensation Comics, I believe that I liked, but besides that, um, you love Constantine. I do love me some Constantine, and you know what? A lot of people don't like the Constantine, the New Fifty Two. Yeah, a lot and, of people jump ship on yeah, that one. Well, I think that this is going to be. Uh, I think you even wrote in your article. I think this yeah. is going back to what people wanted from Constantine in the beginning. I think it's going to be like you said, a Vertigo uh, Constantine. That it's going to be everything's wiped clean and i don't even i'm not saying it's, we have no idea it's all speculation it has to be. they yeah, would I, not they would not start at number one every other book that continues continues the numbering this does not this starts at number one i so, know but i'm saying with the constantine the hellblazer it might just be a way to get people on th- like you know it's like a trick you know it might hey, be a shit, trick but hell, how much what kind of trick is it when they go and pick up issue number one and it's uh it's it's got 
what, how many issues has Constantine had now? Uh, 22. Yeah. If all of a sudden the trick is you pick 21. up issue number one and you have to go read that 21 issues before, the trick's going to piss a lot of people no, off. No, no, it's not, like nothing in that, I'm saying though, but nothing that has come before has to do with anything, like you don't have to have the stuff before deal with the stuff here. No, uh, yeah, I mean obviously you're going you're gonna to find out in March when Constantine, this continuity or this numbering ends, yeah. what happens and i would believe that something's going to happen that's going to reset constantine's universe like i said it could just go back to where hellblazer left off that could it'd be weird it would be weird but i'm saying a lot of people i talked to when constantine came out in the new 52 in this more superhero kind of yeah, universe yeah. since he coexisted now it was it was not a, a mature enough title for them they wanted to go back to the more mature of the vertigo and what hellblazer gave them originally yeah he yeah, just wasn't hardcore enough I, for him, I, I guess. I could care either way. Yeah, I, I, I like Constantine. Yeah, I, I, it's not even the character Constantine. I, I don't mind either way. I don't care. I just don't have any history with Constantine. And again, the new Constantine, old Constantine, it doesn't mean much to me. And right. I, again, you'll be doing this book. I won't be reading it. I, I read a little bit of the old Constantine or the one going on now. And mainly because of um, Jeremy Hahn's art in the new couple, last couple issues. And that kind of pisses me off, too, because Ray Falks recently has been writing the hell out yeah. of Constantine. Yeah, and Jeremy and Hahn's I, a great, great artist, too. Yeah. But that's that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any like familiarity with Meng Doyle or Riley uh, Rossimo. 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 Yeah, yeah. So. I, I don't have much either. Like I said, I believe that Ming Doyle might have done a Sensation Comics that was pretty good. If um did something that I read, and I believe it was a digital title, uh, so I'm I'm kind of guessing it was Sensation Comics. Right. But what's next? Next we have Cyborg, written by David Walker with art by Ivan Rice. Mm -hmm. And man, have I been wanting this goddamn you've been, title? You've been begging. This Egg. is Shazam, man. This is Shazam. This is all I've wanted. Well, maybe a Doom Patrol as well, but yeah, yeah. I can't wait for this title to come out. Finally, everybody in the Justice League, the founding members of the New 52, will have their own title. Yep. And it, I can't believe it's taken this long. Aquaman has had two like titles, and Cyborg hasn't had any yet. Yep. You don't care about this book at all, do you? Uh, I'm interested in it. It's really? just... I, I like the there's like that sketch art. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I I think he's got a lot of crazy wires sticking to him. <laughs> but no, again, a cyborg is not any character that I have real uh, ties to. Um, if he says booyah a lot in it, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably laugh. Um, but again, I it's you've been begging for a cyborg book forever, so. Uh, I, think I want to see what this character like. does on his own. I, I just yeah. been wanting to read it. I uh, like the character. He's got a great personality. I want to see him go on some goddamn adventures. Do you think it's going to start off with a uh, origin, or it do better not just start off because he did have that secret origins, right? He had the secret origins, and he had his origin in the freaking Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So he's had two origins, but again, at a number one, you almost think that they're going to want to do something to. I'm sure there'll be a quick flashback to like. Man, I remember what life was like before I had all these yeah. cybernetic parts. I, I, say, I say full out number one issue is going to be a another um, origin story. Well, I'm going to give it a really bad score then if it uh, is. And then he'll yell booyah. <laughs> but then, Ivan Rice on the book, man. I yeah, love I the way he draws cyborg. Cool. And um, 
the next book is Dark Universe, written by James Tinney the Fourth, and art by Ming Doyle. And that's where you know what? That's where I think I heard more of Ming Doyle, and I know now that's it. Ming Doyle's a big artist. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, that's and a huge artist. So this is one of the people who they really pushed when they first announced this of people who they grabbed and I I don't know why I didn't even think of it but yeah it's a kind of a weird thing to to have Ming I'm guessing that Ming Doyle does a lot of writing and art you know like a a, like a book both the art and the the writing but I know that I've heard the name a lot I again we're gonna sound like idiots to everyone (laughs) but we we know what we know yeah and uh the dark universe that's it's not real surprising uh, since Justice League Dark is canceled. So this yeah, is well, another saying, one I, of those. I wish I would have, like, you know, the big thing came out, there's some creative changes, we've got 24 new books. Mm-hmm. Didn't say shit about the cancellations, though. We just had to look through it and see, oh, man, that's not on the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, do you get the idea that just from the title that it's going to be kind of a um, all over the place, like one, four issues might be about, like a you DC know, comic percent. And then, yeah, like almost because the Dark Universe just sounds such a big generic title that it, it just seems like it might be one of those where they kind of have a lot of characters that they concentrate on uh, different times. And maybe we'll get, like you said, maybe we'll get Ragman or, like you said, Shade. That you what like. did I say these things? <laughs> no, Shade you like, I'm saying. Yeah, I like, like Shade. You like Shade. Or I like Ragman. Oh, voodoo. Uh, you might get a lot of... Yeah, you might get a lot of characters, though. That... That's the thing. It's Dark Universe, and really, until you said that, I didn't really have, like, a lot of idea. What I just know, it, like, in my mind, it would be a replacement to Justice League Dark, mm-hmm. so you can still feature a lot of these dark characters that we like. But... It just seems as... so big. The yeah, it's the universe, goddamn. That, yeah, that you're gonna have everybody, or maybe it's just gonna be... I, I don't know. It just, to me, sounds like well, it's gonna be one of those uh, titles where they jump back and forth between a million characters. Well, I'm saying, right now, I don't know the future solicits for, like, next month's Just Sleep Dark off the top mm-hmm. of my head, but right now, the, all the dark characters, like, well, not all, but the majority of anybody who's been in um, Justice League Dark... Yeah. are scattered through, yeah. like, an outside of time. Like, some okay. exist before, are in a place that exists before time, some are a uh, place that exists after time, mm-hmm. in between time. So maybe what, from what they do at the end, like, in March's issue, to get out of this, they cause an actual thing to make these characters, and, like, they call it the Dark Universe. Mm-hmm. You know, just a new title with all these characters because they've done something and they're some, on some kind of other existence. I don't know. It's all speculation. But yeah, yeah. I'm actually just putting this together in my head right now as I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, I'm making up everything we say today because yeah. it's, you know, everything's put out there so just generic that yeah, it is odd. It just, it just leads to speculation, really. Yeah, and, like, I, I jumped over this idea. Like, you know, like I saw Dark Universe. Okay, Just League Dark, you know, like, you know, replacement. Didn't yeah. really have much thought into it at all. Well, what's weird, too, uh, uh, just out of the – not even just titles itself, but the, do you do you think this announcement just seems like they should have waited a little for this? Because to me, it really, really, when you're going to do Just the League Dark now, you're going to read and review the next issue, the next set. Yeah. Don't you get the idea that you're going to be like, you know what? what? Why am I dealing with this bullshit right now? Because it's all—it's weird. It's not only just cancellation of a book, but announcing these new titles already that are happening in June. 
it just seems weird that they wouldn't have waited for at least Convergence to start to announce right. this. It just seems very odd because now this is the big news. Convergence never, to me, was big enough news yeah. of what they think it thought it was going to be. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're like, you know what? Nobody cares about this Convergence. <laughs> All of a sudden, Secret Wars and you know that whole thing over at, at Marvel that they're like, we better announce this other thing that we had working. And I, I don't know because even – it's weird. There is some books in here – that don't even have full-out creative teams announced yet. I know. And then there's also uh, Justice League uh, United is continuing. have no idea who the creative team on uh, in June. It actually says creative team to be announced. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeff Lemire's off. They, they're going to have a new writer, but they, they have no idea who it is now. So it really, to me, it really seems rushed. And I don't know what went. Maybe they, maybe it was going to leak, and they had to announce it. Maybe it, it's so weird that these things are announced. And obviously, you would think that an announcement like this would have had at least a like Bizarro. Bizarro is going to be a title that's going to feel nothing. Yeah, really, not much at all. So we get the the title, the the uh, creative team, and occasionally here. A little art, some of which is just sketch art. Some looks like cover, and you know as well as I do, the cover can rarely be about what's in the book. So, yeah. like you said, we talked about Black Canary, <laughs> Black Canary early. This co- that cover could have been a Batgirl cover that right. featured Black Canary in it. You, you, if you want to get even fancy, you put a little Batgirl in the corner there, shaking her head <laughs> or whatever, texting. And you have it's so odd. This whole thing seems rushed. You got Cyborg, which he said at Ivan Rice. It's a cool picture. It's yeah, yeah. just a pencil sketch. Next, we have Green Lantern: The Lost Army, written by Cullen Bunn, and art with Jesus Saez and Javi Pina. Yeah. I uh, when I first saw this, I had bad flashbacks to the Third Army. Yeah. Yeah, I say Lost Army. What? Yeah. I, it was it was terrible at first, but that, <laughs> then I got my senses back together and realized. All right, you know, once they, um, they, we knew that the, uh, I can't even talk now, Green Lantern Corps and New Guardians of Red Lanterns were canceled. We knew that they're going to have to bring in another Lantern book. Yep. Because, they, you know, those books sell half decently. Yeah. So it just it made sense for them to bring another one in. I didn't expect it to be something called Lost Army. But I, what do you get the idea that the Lost Army is going to... I don't know. The weird thing is is that some things that you could speculate on, you would think that they could lead into with a couple issues, but there's only a couple issues left of, say, Green Lantern and all those. Do you think that at some point the... Um, there's only one issue left of Green that's Lantern. That's what I'm saying, but all the other books, too. There's, like, you know, all of those add up. Do you think this is going to lead to, say, uh, like a Guy Gardner and a John Stewart and those sort of... that they kind of bail on Green Lantern... Or not the, the the guardians, and go off on their own. Uh, I have no idea at this point. It doesn't look like that well, to me. You, you get the idea that that like Lost Army would be a story that they're um, they're in search of, set, but it, that doesn't make sense for an ongoing book to me. That's a, it's the weirdest part. We've been talking about speculation, all this stuff. This actually gives me nothing. This title, no. I am completely lost. There's nothing I can really speculate on. The only thing I can speculate on really is that I love this creative team. Yeah, oh, I do too. That's it's it's. Awesome. Jesus Saez um, is the regular artist on Swamp Thing. Yep, on Swamp Thing. 
And last month he, gave, I'm saying he gave Javi Pina like you know, he, like here you go, draw this issue well, for me. I was going to say Javi Pina has done a couple of the back, uh, you know, the uh, what are they fill in art on, and it's great. What on Swamp Thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I, I don't know. I've, I've gotten in the Swamp Thing like cause I took it over from you a few months now. Yeah, I think that. And- Javi Pina, that was the first time I ever saw him, was last month. And I mm-hmm. think his art is actually better than Jesus really, Saez. I like, I like uh, Jesus Saez a lot. So but do yeah, I. Javi Pina is just as good. I, it's, um, it's funny because that was the same as me with uh, people love Cliff Chang's art on Wonder Woman. But right. when uh, Goran Suduka, Suzuka filled in. I liked it better, so it's the same kind of thing. How you're going with that and Swamp yeah, Thing? Yeah, it's great because the, the artist title is both of theirs and written by Cullen Bunn. Come on, yeah, I love everything he's given me. That sounds awesome, and it's weird because um, Cullen Bunn's a busy DC man all of a sudden. I know the guy has like 800 books. He's also taking <laughs> over Aquaman. It's gonna um, be awesome. Lobo's continuing. Yeah, uh, is Sinestro? Sinestro. It's, it's Sinestro's definitely continuing. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have the things I looked at of the, the books that are going to continue. I don't know a lot of the ones that I don't particularly read or um, That's review. the thing. I, I, thought I, had the, I thought I had the list here. Now that I said it, I can't say that he's still yeah, on it. Yeah. No. No, I can't say. I did look at that because it's just a new artist yeah, so, on uh, Sinestro. Yeah. Cullen Bunn is just uh, – yeah, because that was Dale Eaglesham, right? It was, and now it's somebody else I don't remember off the top of my head. Again, but. did you tell the story before about how you messaged him? Oh, yeah, I told, I told that story. Yeah, he had a stroke. So I think what happened is because of that, they kind of went with a different guy on Sinestro before, and but he's going to be the artist on Secret Six, right? That's what yeah. I told you. So that's cool. And his art's awesome. Tell I, I him. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, Jesus, well, Jesus Sayers and Javi Pina are awesome. Like you said, with Cullen Bunn, this book is bound to be great. Now, the weird thing is, is now he's kind of changing the mold with Aquaman as well. But mm-hmm. Cullen Bunn is obviously, he's been kind of typecast recently as the guy who does villains. Right. So you almost wonder what this is going to be. But with him also doing Sinestro, uh, do you think... I, I, I don't what I'm trying to what I like about this whole reboot two and whatever you would call it this these books I would think that there's going to be a lot less uh, crossovers with the Green Lantern titles because I don't know how much continuity is going on again they're stressing that it's more story over continuity they're stressing and, that but I'm, like I'm saying we're continuing where we left off with this this is like you know New Earth Yep. And in my mind, this is still a con- like continuation of New Earth, what the New 52 brought. So if Sine- like Green Lantern's New Earth, Sinestro's New Earth, and I would say this is another uh, Lantern title in New Earth. Yeah, again, though, maybe Green Lantern Lost Army is a story about a former uh, Green Lantern Corps troop that got lost. I don't know. Almost like the Lost Legion, the big story of the, uh, right. Legion, the lost. Legion and <laughs> or Legion Lost as well. But yeah, maybe it's something that's completely different. I don't know. It's hard to say because this, exactly. like you said, this one is probably the one that is hardest to get a grip on what you think it's about. Yeah. It's, I just hope it has something to do with Kyle Rayner. 
Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure it will. I'm sure. See, to me, that's why I say I think this is going to have to do with Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner. I think they're all going to be in it. I think that somehow they're going to, I, I don't know, like almost like a reboot of what the new Guardians was at the beginning of the new 52, a gathering of all the colors. Right. Uh, somehow I think that that's how this is going to end up, and they're going to have a disconnect with the Guardians. They're going to be kind of on their own. I hope so. Those little blue uh, bastards are pissing me off again. Yeah, yeah. So the next one, though, is one that I shake my head and scratch my head <laughs> and kind of spit at, but it's Doomed, written by Scott Liddell, art by Javier Fernandez. And the funny thing is, is it's obviously it's Scott Liddell. He just did the Doomed event for Superman yep. Doom. I don't think this is, has anything to do with it. I really, really? don't. I don't. Uh I figured it had to be some kind of aftermath. I, I guess it has to be, but I'm saying just by the picture of it. I have no only, idea what's going on with that. The only aftermath I could see that happened was when Superman at the end of Doom went off and went through some black holes and maybe yeah. caused some issues. And again, at the end of the Doom story was when you saw that whole shattered multiverse. Yep. Uh, obviously, if it's anything to me, it's going to be that. I just, I don't know. That picture. I look at the picture. Give, I have no idea what's going on. It's so bizarre. And I just, it just to me seems like it's a, uh, almost like a red herring. The the, uh, the title, <laughs> again, I'm probably thinking too much into it. It's probably just the after effects of the doomed event. But man, that does not a book make, <laughs> as they say in the business. Uh, Somebody because, says that? Yeah, because the doomed event was okay. Uh, the concept of it was pretty good, but man, in execution, it kind of dr was drawn out, and I think there was too many tie-ins and stuff, but again, the Doomed event ended months ago, and then all of a sudden, you have a full book based on it. I, I just, again, a lot of people were underwhelmed by the actual event that a book is based on does not I was. It, it doesn't, to me, that doesn't make a uh, uh, that exciting a book. But we'll see. Um, I've had a hot and cold relationship with Scott Liddell. And we'll see. I think that he's more of an idea man and not a actual writer. I find his writing pretty <laughs> heavy-handed. I find his dialogue to be pretty bad. Uh, but I like the ideas around him. Like we said, the... Um, what was it? Um, the Krypton story. Krypton Returns. Krypton Returns. I thought the idea of it was great. Uh, but in execution, again, I really found a lot of it to be uh, heavy-handed. I know that you liked it better. I liked it you know, enough, yeah. You liked it more than me. Uh, but still, Scott Liddell. And uh, you know what else with Scott Liddell? Very inconsistent. That one issue you'll read and you'll love it. Like you say. In, um, Red Hood. In Red Hood. You know, one issue, and you like the fun of his writing yeah. in that. And again, I think that his his ideas are great. I just think that execution, he's uh, he's a little off. <laughs> but yeah, uh, again, that's who knows what the hell it's about. If it if it comes out of the doomed <clears throat> event, I'm confused as much as if it doesn't. <laughs> The whole time you're talking, I'm just staring at this picture trying I, to come up with something, I, and I cannot. To me, uh, legitimately, it looks like a mutant flash <laughs> with crazy green hands 
stepping out of the worst situation and almost the funny thing is is every time i look at it this rubble that he's stepping on yeah. uh to the right actually looks like like a roman type like the parthenon and i know it's not i know it's just the way it is but like, what the hell is it it doesn't make any sense so to me it kind of looks like uh like Doomsday got a hold of the puzzle box and Pinhead ripped all his flesh off and this yeah. is just what's left, yeah. the muscle. Again, <laughs> and there's a book. <laughs> it's just, it looks bizarre. What's yeah, next? We, we get that picture. We don't get a Batman Beyond. See, we get that. And again, uh, who knows if that's even part of that. You would think that looks like a cover to you, correct? Yeah, it does so, to me, yes. Who knows? That could be the villain that they find. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody All right, let's move on. Let's move yeah. on. Let's move. On. Uh, next, we have Earth Two Society, yes. written by Daniel H. Wilson and art by Jorge Jimenez. Yep. And this is what I've been wanting since the get go of Earth Two. I'm a little wary on it because of Daniel H. Wilson attached. Yeah, because I, was I, say, I, I, I figured you would be. I'm not digging like World's End really. It's, I'm saying it's coming around now where I can kind of get behind it. The, the writing isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, with the past two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the idea again. It says society, so I have to assume that it's about the Justice Society forming itself mm-hmm. after the events of World's End, and I'm all about that. Yeah. Now, uh, I have to. I also have to assume that at the end of World's End, they're going to hop over to New Earth or uh, Earth Zero, and they're going to do it in the regular universe of the New Fifty Two. Yeah, of all these books, this one is something that you would have more of an idea. Oh yeah, uh, I'm saying. It, that's the only way I can see it happening. But I'm saying that's why it doesn't make sense to me. The New Fifty Two, as you say, is canceled. This yeah. continuity is still going on. It's still strong. Yeah. Well, strongish. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I maybe that maybe the whole branding of the New Fifty Two that being canceled makes us think different because it's still. The continent. But again, you're get, we're going to run into these crazy problems with this. Even in the New 52, we had the whole thing. Did, did Superman die? Right. And there was always, like, between books, you have action comics where, he, yes, he did. Then you have this, what he did. And there was already confusion from that. This makes it seem like that confusion is going to triple at least, <laughs> if not by 10,000. Because <laughs> the Earth 2 society, Earth 2, the, the wonders come over to our Earth. And then, um, you know, something happened. It just leads to so many questions and problems. And I really hope that <clears throat> within the next couple of weeks that somebody comes out, like a Dan DiDio comes out and really does not. I don't need him to tell me that the doomed book is a uh, leads from the doom. I want them to explain exactly what we're getting when these books like, listen, guys, the continuity remains. We're just not calling it New Fifty Two. Or That's what listen, the continuity remains for the books that make sense, and we will right. spell it out in those books. Some don't. Which that's what we think with Batmite that we don't think the continuity is going to make sense. No, so they doesn't. say to these, like, or they say, listen, every six issue mini is non continuity. That right off the bat. And then right off the bat, this, that's what I figure. Uh yeah, but there's the problem with the one coming up later is Harley and Power Girl and that happened in the New Fifty Two. Oh yeah, I'm so, saying though, but I can throw that in with it just because it is something that's or, been going on. Yeah, or they, you know, they Dandelion says, "Listen, guys, unless you're <laughs> Shut a the moron, fuck up already. <laughs> unless you're morons, you know that Batmite isn't in the continuity, or you just wait and see. You'll be able to tell. We'll spell it out or whatever. 
Uh, let's hope they do something because I'm confused a lot by a lot of this. It's a, again, the excitement of new books is always big, and you're yeah. always getting uh, you know the. But this is so, uh, you know, non-informative that it's, it's just bizarre. But See, the problem the problem we have right now with this Earth Two Society, even though I, I'm you know I'm really looking forward to this, it's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, is that at the we have this whole world's end going on right now, the weekly book, and we have the future's end book, weekly book going on, which are supposedly big things going into convergence. Yeah. And what we've yeah. seen from future's end is that immediately after the Earth 2 heroes make their way to New Earth, they're captured by Brother Orion and sent to uh, Cadmus. Yeah, yeah. So there's, if, if that's the case, they're like, these characters should be locked up yeah. for the next, you know, like how many, however long, you know, it is between that and future's end. Mm-hmm. I guess you'd say five years, because um, they would say five years from now. But it's it just really baffles me to know like is Future's End going to get erased? Is World's End not going to end the way it says or so? Is, in Future's End is Earth Two Society taking place six years in the future? Exactly, no idea. I do yeah. not want to freaking have superheroes in that awful, awful future. Yeah, yeah. I I think that from you knew from the beginning, or you speculated from the beginning that Future's End will be wiped clean. And it I think be. they're going to piss off so many people because they're going to wipe it clean immediately. You know, it's not going to okay be wiped clean that. a week, a fun... you know, years down the line. It's going to be the week after. <laughs> it's, it was an okay ride. I was glad I was on it. I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, the next book is one that I'm sure that you have a um, a love, or not a love-hate, a excited, I'm so scared uh, way. because <laughs> Jesse Spano, yes, motherfucker. Yes, Jesse Spano, because it's Dr. Fate. Who you love, but written by yeah. Paul Levitz, and art by Sonny Liu. I, I don't know that person, but no, Paul, but you, you know Paul Levitz. Yeah, his yeah. his world's finest writing has been atrocious from the get go. Well, do you think that it'd be better with Doctor Fate? No, 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 I don't. You don't think because it'd be better? I'm saying, for the most part, even when it switched, when World's Finest switched over to Superman, Batman of Earth Two, yeah, it's still not a really good. It's not a good title. Yeah. It's better than, you know, Power Girl, you know, getting her clothes ripped off every no, fucking issue. I was say, at least Dr. Fate, he can't get sexy with. Exactly. Or but, Kenny. And it's even that. It's that Dr. Fate is our first solo hero from Earth 2 to get his book. Mm-hmm. And everything that we've seen of Dr. Fate since World's End started and even the, the last issue of Earth 2, um, he's just a big bag of dicks. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole, and it's... I don't want to see that, really. Like, I already have my asshole of Constantine, and those two are going to battle it out eventually, like what they saw in the Future's End tie-in. But... And I've, I've learned uh, way back in, in um, health class, nobody needs two assholes. No, nobody needs two assholes. I eat a lot, though, so sometimes I wish <laughs> I did have one. But, uh, you know, and I know that some people might think that your secondary one is under your nose, maybe. Oh, no, that's my cum catcher, baby. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Dr. Fate, again, personally, I don't have any interest at all. I, really I do. I, I'm, but... gonna, I'm sorry. Earth 2, I'm all about it. Any yeah. Earth 2 book that comes yeah. out, I'll fucking snatch it up and review the hell well, out of it. What's funny is when I went down the list, I, I think you probably did the same thing. As I went down the list, I thought, like, there's some titles that jumped out like, oh, those are mine. I'm going to do right. those. But there's also ones that jumped out like, man, Eric's going to be freaking fired up for that one and yeah. dr Fay one came, and i remember reading i'm like oh Do- eric left oh no paul Evans. <laughs> like, he is not going to be happy i i have high hopes for the book yeah. i 
just wish it would have been Green Ar- uh, Green Lantern of Earth 2, Alan Scott, mm-hmm. getting his own book. Yeah, that would have been First. Cool. That's the character I care the most about, other than, like, the Flash. Yeah. Well, we can move on to the next one that I am excited about. I think it's your turn to read it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Harley Quinn, a Power Girl, six-issue limited miniseries, written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor with art by Stephanie Rue. Rocks. I don't know how to say that. Ra? Ra. I think it's Rue. Okay, we'll go with it. Uh I'm excited about this. <laughs> what's what's weird though about this whole thing is that uh Power Girl and Harley Quinn just had a bunch of issue arc in the Harley Quinn book. And I went on and on on and on about how great it was. It was really yeah. good and how much I really wanted it. Uh this should I wish this book would have just turned into a Harley Quinn Power Girl book. And you know what? Now that there's a six issue uh mini, I'm kind of worried because really? it it just seems too quick. It, when when the Harley Quinn and Power Girl issues ended, I wanted more, but I'd rather want more than have this come out and go like, what the heck? Because it was a perfect, in that book, uh, Power Girl crashed into Earth, lost her memory. So Harley Quinn decided to trick Power Girl into believing that they were a uh, superhero team. Power right. Girl was like, say, the Batman. She was, Harley Quinn was the Robin, but she because yeah. Carly wanted to have some... You know, superhero action. She wanted to be a good person, or at least, it, to me, it seemed like Harley just wanted to be known, like people would respect her as a good person. And it was so good because through the whole thing, you're always in the back of your mind wondering when Power Girl is going to get her memory back and get pissed. And again, the book was it involved uh, like uh, fashion, almost like a, the the sitcom thing where uh, two characters will go out and they'll try on outfits and you'll yeah. see the one come out of the thing and then shake the head and then they come out. You know, that sort of whole trope. And it was hilarious. I don't know why, but I think a mannequin when I think of that, but I don't Did even you? know if that was a mannequin. <laughs> I don't, I, I always just, I don't know. For some reason I think of like a, um, almost like a Saved by the Bell type thing. For some reason right. it doesn't even make sense. But Actually, didn't they have that in Can't Buy Me Love? Yeah, to get you wrong. know what? I think they did. Yeah, so but it would be like that. That's what I picture. But it was hilarious, and and again, there was a lot of boob jokes. There was a lot of yeah. the, the whole Harley Quinn thing, and then at the end, Power Girl did get her memory back and just took off. I'm wondering if this mini is going to pick up from that. Where it should maybe Power Girl runs into some trouble. I would think that that would be the way it would go, is that Power Girl would have something and say, listen, Harley, you know what? We did do pretty well against the uh, Sportsmaster and Clock King, who were the two of the villains that they fought. And I hope that's what it is. I hope that it, like you said, I'm not a huge continuity fan, but because this has just happened, I hope it ties into it at least a little bit. Well, that's the uh, thing. You're talking about how this is coming out so fast since that. It's it's like four and a half months away. Well, it will, but I'm saying the announcement, it's, it's just been this last issue was the first issue since that ended. Yeah. And it was hardly like, oh, I want to get my life back together, and now all of a sudden here comes Power Girl again. And I think that, um, I, obviously, I wasn't the only one who uh, thought that this uh, team-up was great. The problem is, is that what was your problem with Harley? When you reviewed it, Harley Quinn. There was no story exactly. from issue to issue. And this Power Girl story was the first thing that had a steady story. And I'm telling you, yes, Harley Quinn and Power Girl are great. They were great together. But it was more of in that book you finally got an ongoing story. And that was 
that was 40% of it at least. So I'm just worried that they're going to, it's just going to be a little bit too much. Uh, but again, I say all that, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not familiar with the artist at all. I actually like Chad Harden, who does the art on the normal book. And I really, really wish that they could have Amanda Connor do the, um, the interior art. And again, do you love those covers. Again, Amanda Connor did a big Power Girl uh, book. She did a run on Power Girl. Yeah. And so she knows the character, and she really, they nail it. And in my mind, this is more, I know it's Jimmy Palmiani and Amanda Connor. I may be completely wrong, but to me, it's more of Amanda Connor doing the book than Jimmy Palmiani. Uh, but I think that she gets these characters well. It's, it's hilarious. And I'm sure this is one of the books of all these that I will really enjoy. Yeah. And then next is something that another book that you're kind of worried of, not worried about, but wondering what the heck it's going to be. It's just <laughs> Justice League of America, which is written and art by Brian Hitch. And I can't think of who that dude is off the top no, of my head. but again, you see the picture, and it's basically I'm, the Justice League. It, it looks like right after Justice League, like the first story arc war, mm-hmm. uh, it's the original founding members of the Justice League for the New 52, and the title Justice League of America... It just leaves you wondering, what the fuck am I looking at here? Yeah, yeah. Of course, they had the Justice League of America yeah, I, already, and it was that, I, you know, it's And that really pissed me off. Yeah, I'm saying, I Cat was really looking, And Green Arrow, yeah, and yeah, freaking, yeah. uh, and Hawkman, and... Yeah. I mean... It, you, I was really looking forward to that book, and all it turned out was to be a gimmick to get us to Forever Evil. Yeah, and um, basically this whole deal, I really think that this is just going to be separate arcs of the justice league fighting crazy villains that have no no tie into any other continuity i think because if if it was why would they have this because they already have the justice league and and i think that what what it is if you ask me it's people have complained that hey i love the justice league i love this team i love you know there's green lantern how many issues have green has green lantern been in the actual justice league title in the past year uh, none. None. Uh, and I'm, I, tr- I'm trying to think what he left. What issue yeah. was that? Like, oh, shit. That's going to bother me. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm thinking 13. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I get the idea that this title is for the people who are like, you know what? I wanted this Justice League, and you freaking ripped it apart. <laughs> I want these guys as a team, and if anything, maybe it'll be that what happens in between that those years of continuity – are you reading uh, my goddamn notes, you son of a bitch? <laughs> oh, no, is that what you, is that what yeah. you say? Yeah. I was going to talk all about that. I hate yeah. you, man. Uh, well, uh, that's, that, to me, that would make sense. Because that really bothered me, though, is that because, like, uh, Action Comics has started out. We had year one Superman, and, uh, like, when Justice League started out, it was, like, the first year after that, and then eventually we caught up to what's going on five years from then. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to see what happened in those five years. Yeah. And, and it, besides it, the title... I would figure that's what this would be. Yeah, it. You almost think that it has to be. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't make sense any other way if it is. Well, with the title, it doesn't make sense for Justice League of America. I I know, it's a weird deal, but I I really I don't know what else to say about that. I it this is one of those that, I, I would like to see that team again. Me as well. You didn't get a lot of it. And yeah. people seem to love it. And then even when they decide to make an animated feature based on that run, they even rip <laughs> out Aquaman. So you didn't even get Aquaman in that. So I, I just I would say that it's in that those missing years. 
be funny. It's Justice League: The Missing Years. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. I would have called it something like that. Nothing like that. Like you know, the hidden years or whatever. Yes. But JLA. This comes off as a strange sub for that since we already had a JLA. Yeah, it, it's odd. And we have a concurrent Justice League book going on with this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it was funny when I first heard the title. I just I thought they were actually bringing back the JLA. It's like yeah, all right. most most of the JLA are over in freaking uh, JLU though. Yeah, JLU. I know. Well, uh, the next well, you go. Next, we have Justice League three thousand and one, written by Keith Giffen and art by Howard Porter. Mm-hmm. What do you say about that? Very boy? weird. Uh, <laughs> obviously, this is going to be a continuation of Justice League three thousand, and they, in my mind, they want it to get it back to an issue number one. So the way they do it is add a year to the to the year. Um, yeah, that's what I think as well. Yeah, uh, I don't think that of any of these books, I don't think that much is going to change. And the only thing that could change, uh, possibly, it wouldn't. Even, it still wouldn't make sense. I was going to say maybe they'll, uh, you know, have a whole new Justice League. Maybe at the end of this, in March, that Justice League um, that is going on right now just completely gets obliterated, and they have to come up with a new one. But uh, to me, it's going to be the um, same thing even with different characters it'll be the same concept it's obviously the same creative team i have i am assuming that they're saying it's written by keith giffen but that jmd mateus will be involved as well possibly Um, uh, yeah that's you know what that's funny because he doesn't seem to be on anything now i'm saying i have a feeling that he's going to be involved uh script wise uh seems what happens keith giffen to me seems like a guy who uh spits out ideas and has a little like, humorous lingo has like seven people around and they all write notes and then pass them on and then they make a book <laughs> out of it and yeah he, he spits out one-liners and says stuff like stick around or uh i'm dead tired but, no, but stuff like, like uh, that and but like uh, this though i'm kind of interested because well you reviewed this book so you got into it yeah since i didn't read this book i'm like i don't really i, I don't really want to get into it yeah, yeah. and i never did and you went on to tell me how great the book was, yeah, and I'm I actually, you know, I don't want to go back and like, you know, try to get all the issues and read read up on it. So this might be a good jumping on point for me, you know. Yeah, like I said, I love Justice League 3000. It's a fun book. It's different, and I think that again, we talked about this, and you said, you know, how is Justice League 3000 even involved in the New 52? And it really isn't. And in no. fact, it's so not involved than in that issue of Supergirl. When Superboy shows up, he has an issue of Justice League 3000. So it's obviously exactly. not a thing going, you know what I mean? It's it's like a meta thing. And this, again, you could show me Justice League 3001, and when they show me the cover, you have the... Um, you know, the Justice League with um, uh, Batman and Guy Gardner, and, uh, and I'll, I'm with it. I, it right. doesn't really the, – the way the book is set up and how the, how the whole thing is set up and the background of it, they can use any character, and yeah. it'll make sense. And they can have a team where they even have, say, uh, like a crazy thing like Lex Luthor and the Justice League. Like, I know they never thought of that. <laughs> But no, you could have the Joker in the Justice League, and, yeah. it, and it makes sense in the book. And he could be with Batman, and yep. it makes sense in the book, because, because it's a book that nothing makes sense, and I love it. Uh, we'll see what it goes. I know that Justice League 3000 doesn't sell well. And what like are we said, down to? Do you, do you remember what the, the sales number is off the top? Uh, in, 
what I remember, it's always teetering around that 17 to 19. Oh, yeah, that's not good at all. Yeah, no. So I, I think, thought it did better than that. Yeah, but the problem is, is that along with myself, people really seem to enjoy it. Now, you know, I, it's not a, a 10 out of 10 every, every issue, but it is good. And I think that DC themselves have enough confidence in it or enough uh, hope to try to get it going. And that when they came up with this idea of, listen, we're going to have a more fun uh, universe where continuity doesn't really matter. To me, that's Justice League 3000 already. <laughs> so why not give it one last try? Give it, a, give it another. Like books, other books that were canceled, say a Batwoman, uh, yeah. a Clarion, these things don't make sense in anything. You know what I mean? They're, they're, people aren't liking what's going on. People seem to like Justice League 3000 enough. Yeah, it's always a good reaction. That keep it going because this is kind of what we're trying to get at. And uh, again, same creative team, basically all that and uh we'll yeah. see what it's like but uh next one is martian manhunter written by rob williams with art by ben oliver now and, i can't think of it where do i know rob williams up top boy? uh that's what i was oh i i think that uh oh shoot, shoot you were talking shoot. to him yeah, up to yeah, me yeah. about him and i yeah um, i know the name because i have a friend named rob williams so that's yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'll remember. I'm trying to think. That... We're a bunch of knuckleheads that can't think of anything are. straight. It's, it's getting late. <laughs> Stop talking about how late it it's is. It's late. Um, I'm looking now. He actually does. Um... Oh, oh, wait a minute. Um... Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Uh, Rob Williams is the guy. He's uh, the guy who did that uh, Vertigo title that I like, correct? Sure. Oh, uh, blood, uh, wolf blood, or blood? no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Effigy? Uh, no, no. Oh God, this is an awful deal. He's. Uh, he, I know he's done a lot of uh, Star Wars stuff. He did um, ro- the Royals. Oh yes, the Royals. That's Thank you. We actually had him for a five questions. Yes. Now I feel like an asshole. Now you know he's a big uh, 2000 AD guy. Yeah. And also did uh, some Indiana Jones, uh, some Star Wars. Now it's all coming back. Yeah, he's done a lot of Marvel stuff. And actually, you know what? I'm pretty. Pu- I love. I love Rob Williams. I think he's really good. And, well, now I guess you're a little pissed off. You gave me Martian yeah, Man. I know you that. have that uh, because man, that Royals. If anybody read the Royals Masters of War, it's a six issue mini for Vertigo. It's awesome, and it was about uh, World War Two. And involves that all the royal families in the world have superpowers, but because they were so overpowered, they made a truce that they would never use them to affect the normal lives of people. But what happens is the uh, uh, people, uh, guys in the British royal family, <laughs> decide to use their powers, and then it sets everything off. Uh, it's all right, awesome. yeah, man, we ain't talking about the it royals right so now. Good. Get off yeah, I'm going to push it at any time. It, it was so good, but you go on. Oh, it's Martian Manhunter. There's not a lot to say about this because, you know, everybody knows Martian Manhunter, but I don't think he can hold his own title. He's not that interesting of a character to me to go off and do his own thing and us care about it. Now, it's weird because I know a lot of big Martian Manhunter fans, and I've never seen it myself. I like the character, but he works better on a team. Okay. I don't like say I, I got this book kind of by default. Like I didn't pick it or put like you know. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge uh, Martian Manhunter fan. Uh, I'll read it and like I'll probably like hopefully I'll like it. Like I'm going to go into this thing optimistic because I personally don't think he can hold his own title. I want him to prove me wrong. Yeah, and I'm looking at Ben Oliver, the um, 
the, the artist. artist he works a lot of he's another british guy both of these guys are british guys and they both work on a bunch of judge dread stuff oh, uh, i don't to, i hate that possibly art. together and um i know ben oliver was one of the guys who did if uh the just multiversity number one the just oh you know, man I, I didn't care for that yeah well he's the artist so i'm saying though it was I'm saying though was i didn't care for that art though okay. it was like a weird painted style i don't know if it was because okay. of the color yeah or i don't know if, but for. again you remember that some of those multiversity have like seven artists so maybe it wasn't and uh, no that only the guidebook was like okay, that because well, it was like anyway he did um, the lobo book too that uh I didn't mind in the uh, the villains month, right, right. So, which I, I might bring up to you in a little bit. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know who wrote that Lobo story? I had I actually read it. This, uh, I read about it this morning. Marguerite Benet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she she's, has been a real big she, letdown. She's me. critically acclaimed. Yeah, we're not a big fan in our uh, on our site. I know a lot of people. In fact, I listen to a lot of their like end of year. Um, awards a couple podcasts and a lot of people had her up for like breakout writer writer of the year and I not a big fan that's weird too because how excited we were when she was first announced to be coming into DC and doing stuff like all right we got another female writer to come in she's gonna fucking she's like the first book she did was that uh Batman Batman annual the anchoress I loved it and I liked it as well I I thought this is gonna be good I think I even put in the book that I wanted to see the anchoress come back as a a villain but I was more excited to see Margaret Benet get on a a standard book and remember I was pushing for her to be on Catwoman which is kind of I don't know it is kind of a sexist thing that when a female character you have to have a you you want a female writer but I really thought it's not sexist to me a fucking female knows like how to female things yeah yeah Female like, things. Look what happened. Look what happened. I know you're going to say Paul Levitz. Right I knew you. Power girl and huntress. You stop bashing, Mr. Paul Levitz. Oh my that god, that guy has a family. <laughs> and, and <laughs> something tells me they're listening right now, and they have a tear, one single tear, going down their cheek, saying, "Why is he ripping daddy?" <laughs> so many kids that like, got fired. We're going to have, to, have, to have pancakes. The weird thing is, they're saying that it's actually not a relative of his saying that. It's somebody <laughs> in like a rape mask. Why is he? Why is he doing that to Daddy? <laughs> so everybody knows a rape master gym is what the gimp wears in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, and actually, you know what? That's going to come up very soon too. Actually, the next book. <laughs> you want to just move on? Let's just move on. Fuck Martian Manhunter. The next book is Midnighter, written by Steve Orlando and art by Aiko. And in this picture that was released. It is an open mouth rape mask, I think, that Midnighter's wearing. <laughs> and for some crazy reason, if anybody wants to go and look at the picture of this, and it is Daredevil. And I don't know why they did this. Because... And actually, I want, I want to put as a challenge, too. I want people to look at this Midnighter picture and put on that music from Pulp Fiction and just stare at it. And, and then do this. I'll try to get it. The hell are you doing? I'm doing that where in Pulp Fiction when he's standing there and the gimp is there and he's like doing his fingers on him, tapping Jesus his fingers. Christ, it's, don't the, do it. it's the scariest thing ever. <laughs> We've said before that that guy, anytime you see that guy, that I, big lip bastard. Oh my God, he's so scary, that guy. But uh, Midnighter is a weird book. And I've even mentioned on the site, I don't know what they're thinking with a Midnighter book. I like the character, and again, people are going to point out he is an openly gay character. Yeah. And that's fine. 
I just really question anybody walking down the aisle at a comic book store and going, oh, Midnighter number one, I've got to get in that. Honestly, back in the day, uh, when, like, the only characters I really liked out of, uh, I want to say it was, like, Wildcats, I can't remember, but the the Stormwatch characters was, I I love the name Midnighter, really, that and Grifter, because Grifter was such a badass. Would Uh, Would that lead you to buy this book? Yes, back, well, back when I was a kid, yeah, in the 90s. Well, again, now... You have him in an awful Stormwatch book that was canceled. Uh-huh. And now he's shown up as a pseudo-villain in Grayson. He's been great in Grayson. Yeah, yes. But who even knows Midnighter anymore? Well, I'm saying, I think you can take everybody who reads Grayson and pretty much add them to the list of people who buy this. I, I don't even think that. No? I don't think that somebody who reads Grayson is immediately going to go get Midnighter. Well, obviously, looking at this, it looks like Midnighter's a part of Spiral now. Yeah, well, again, possibly, the way that... I, you even asked me, you sent me a message if he was, and at the end of uh, the last issue of Grayson that just came out this week, he, first off, he does team up with Helena and Dick right. and help them out, and then he's part of this other organization, and at the end, he... Stormwatch? Well, no. But at the end, it's it seems like the he's with this gardener in the uh, God Garden, where Dick was, and he got. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say a bunch of things that are going to sound like words just strung together. But <laughs> if people who are reading Grayson will know that uh, the spiral implants hypnos in their their agents that allow them to do certain things. They get you know like to points where you could get information uploaded in like a science fiction movie where you could like see a green things and like stuff a green like lantern that. right and then yeah and these hypnos can allow you to do things they allow you to, to super almost like superpowers a bit and um midnighter in a really weird way transferred the hypnos into himself from dick and then they fought a little and but um yeah, I got Dick and he transferred something into me. So I don't know that would, if that's still going to be included. or But at the end of the issue, he kind of bails on what he was doing, realizes the error of his ways and that he didn't want to be a bad guy. Uh, he did, Up until then, I think he didn't think he was being a bad guy. He thought that... Hold on a, hold on a second. Are you telling me... Let's make this a little bit low, like the show a little bit lower brow... But are you telling me that an openly gay character stopped beating on Dick? That he, well, for a while, he was beating a lot on Dick. Oh, God, yeah. And say, it, say it slower. <laughs> he was beating Dick. All right, stop doing it. I'm done but with this. It just made it weird. He was beating on uh, <laughs> What happened, though, is then he realized that um, as much as he wanted to, he the more and more he beat on Dick, the, the Dick ended up just... It nothing happened to Dick. He couldn't get Dick to to have any. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with. You something. got nothing. No, no, I have nothing. But what happened is he he ended up deciding that he was on the wrong side and, and left. That's the last thing. He opened up one of his Stormwatch doors, whatever, oh, yeah. and and was stepping through, basically saying, "You know, I'm out. I don't know if next issue he's going to still be in Grayson. That he shows up and and Spiral recruits him." Um, 
I don't know. I think that they just made this because somebody was drawing something with Daredevil, and then they decided <laughs> to shoehorn it in because, man, it looks like Daredevil. It does uh, look a lot like Daredevil. And again, I, I don't know. If, if it's another spiral story, I am going to be a little worried about that because I don't think that we need another book like that. If he ended up being a regular in Grayson, I'd love it. I just don't know what they're going to do with a normal book. Looking at this, too, though, it kind of looks like a Frank Miller Batman from The Dark Knight yeah, Returns. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Apollo with that is going to show up? I hope so. I'm actually curious where Apollo's been now. Yeah, yeah. It'd be neat if he shows up. But, again, then why wouldn't you just... I, actually, with the Midnighter book, I'm actually surprised that they don't relaunch Stormwatch in a better way. In a way yeah. that... I, that would have been pretty cool, but this is what we get. Yeah, well. Yeah. What's next? Next, we got Mystic U, written by Alyssa... Quitney, <laughs> Quitney, Quitney. Yeah, Alyssa Quitney. I like the artist. By... Yeah, not available right now, boys and girls. <laughs> it's so funny because with with some of the artists and especially the colorists nowadays, I, have to say, I looked. I have N slash A. a. I'm like, you know actually, what? That could be something. Yes, may actually be an artist nowadays or a colorist. <laughs> I wouldn't have batted an eye. I'd be like, yep, N A. N A is an art. But yeah, this is the one that I was referring to earlier that it's weird you have this big announcement. You don't even know who the artist is for Mystic U. <laughs> and you're getting that Mystic U is going to yeah, be get... a Gothic, Gotham Academy for Magic users? Yeah, we talk about how Gotham Academy is the Hogwarts of Gotham. This is the fucking Hogwarts this of DC Comics right here. I, and you know, are you going to take this book? Yeah, I'm doing this one. Because I have I it already on my say, list. I, I'd take it in a, a minute because it sounds just from if it's the especially the dark characters. That's why I figured I'd take it, because yeah. I saw the mystic, I'm like, yeah, I do all so the dark. Cool. You figure Raven might be in it? No, I don't think the figure Raven's going to be in it at That'd all. That'd be pretty cool. I'm sure they'll come up with new characters, like a Gotham Academy look. Honestly, like. I can see Clarion going here. Well, that's true. Actually, what I would think, if they are gonna, if they would go by the Gotham Academy uh, uh, blueprint, it would be right. a couple brand new characters with ties to some other characters, uh, like a like again a daughter or something like that, and then <laughs> against the gym teacher exactly, and then something <laughs> like that where teachers are kind of alluded at or are old guys who aren't involved. But like they're going for this broader audience, and uh, I figure that we're just going to take like the dark characters and like make them kid friendly. Yeah, yeah. Or create I, new characters. I, I love that too. Something. Kind of like yeah. a um, a Tiny Titans type thing. Yeah, pretty much like that, but a little bit more serious. Like, you know, it's it's like uh, Justice League Dark, but with, uh, mixed with Gotham Academy. Tiny Titans. No, goddammit, not That's Tiny Titans. That's what I want, Tiny Titans. That's well, not what I want. If I'm reviewing this book, I don't better not get Tiny Titans with mm. magic powers. That's it, Tiny Titans with Etrigan. Like you said, Etrigan's the gym teacher. Like, I figure Sky High, you know what I'm saying? Like you have I all love these... that movie. <laughs> who, who do you think would be the principal of a Mystic Eel? Uh, Zatanna, I really would think that. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Principal Z, you know, um, Madam Xanadu is the chemistry teacher. Yep, keep going. <laughs> Constantine is the uh, like the guidance counselor. That would be that would be good. Hey, <laughs> fuck off! Hey, hello, Lof. <laughs> that's that's all I got. That's hello, all you got. Hello, and then, Lof. The thing is, then he gets arrested. And uh, yeah, <laughs> he. Can... Oh, I've got tenure. Oh, no, what's going on here? 
He's being let out by cuffs. He's like, that's I'm, that's I'm my so English surprised. muffin now. I'm saying, your mother's British. You have not even pulled out a half-decent English accent. That was, you know, I'm sorry. And she, people still hear her and say she still has an accent. She's been in this country for friggin' 40 years. 46 years. <laughs> and uh, she still has that, they claim, I don't know. And I, yeah, I have, I have the worst Im- impersonation. All I can say is hello, love. And not even very well. A, hello, governor. All right, but that's the missing you. Drink. Pretty much, I figure what you what you see is what you get with this. There's no picture to it, but you know, Mystic University. How as could far there as be I a picture? Think. They don't even have an artist. <laughs> right, right. For it. <laughs> but so, no, like honestly, you could even put this up to what is it then? Supergirl, the Crucible. Yeah, yeah. It's the same premise in my mind. That's space. Like you know, uh, this is Mystics. Yeah. You know. Again, I think that if it's what we think it is, they uh, Gotham Academy's been somewhat of a hit, kind of a surprise hit. I think yeah. this is the continuation of it. And in fact, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even think that it'd be out of the question for them to have crossovers with uh, Gotham Academy. Like they have a goblet of fire. I think there might be a Quidditch tournament involved. <laughs> Uh, let's fucking move on. What you yeah, got? Yeah. Next uh, of course, I was looking at the comments now, but uh, I got the, it. The next you got book, it? Yeah, I think I can find it now. I'm going down. I'm going to get there now. Omega Men, Omega Men, written by Tom King, art by Alec Morgan, and Tom King's the guy who is on Grayson, and does he do? Oh, no, it's Tim Seeley. It's Tim Seeley and Tom King. Oh, okay. It's one of those where it seems like a lot of times it's a story by Tim uh, well, isn't, Seeley. Isn't Tom King the big like, TV guy? Yeah, he's the guy, and I believe he's also the guy that... Uh, we keep getting this mixed up, but am I right I that he's the guy who they pegged as the Convergence guy because he, that does, sounds right to me. Because he doesn't have a lot... Or is that Jeff King? <laughs> I don't even know what Jeff King. Jeff King, I don't know what I'm saying. There was another guy. But say it is. But I'm going with it. Yeah, I, okay. I think he is. I think it's a guy who they had pegged it as uh, what they spelled it out as we wanted to get a guy who doesn't have a lot of history in comics so that he'd be able to more explain things better to uh, newcomers. Right. Which, actually, if you get a guy who's a really good writer and that's the concept, I don't mind that. And Here do I. I'm telling you, Grayson's awesome. And I think yeah. that the writing in it is excellent. So I'm going. The problem is, is who the hell is Omega Men? Well, the Omega Men are like, they're free, they're almost like a Green Lantern. Yeah. Actually, fuck that. You know what they are? They're Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, that's the big joke from everybody, even on our site. It's Guardians oh, right, of yeah. the Galaxy. And that's what this is. It is Guardians of the Galaxy. In fact... Brute. I don't know if, if that's the case, but the big guy is named Brute. And <laughs> I said in the comments when I heard that, that yes, if I hear him say, I am Brute, more than once, <laughs> I'll give it one time as a joke if they introduce themselves. But if, if they say it more than once, I am going to rip up this book. I'm going to find Tom King. I, I'm i not going to go into that. Actually, I'm pretty sure, though, like I, was, I told you I was going to bring up this before, but uh, in the Lobo uh, Villains Month yeah, issue, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Lobo imprisoned some of these characters' parents. Okay. And uh, I I really don't – I'm like talking out my ass. I'm trying to remember what the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure some of these characters were in that book. Okay. Well, like I said, if if all I'm worried about is I am brute. <laughs> Other than that, I'm in. And am I doing I, this? 
Yes, you are doing yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I'm looking at the characters, and again, I like Tom King. It looks like uh, there's a snake involved. There's a little midget. There is a lot of uh, weird guys with, like, one guy looks like Mr. Freeze a little. Do you see him? No, I don't even see yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, a, there he is. Yeah, there he, is, there he, he, is. he looks like he's a robot. I can see that. Now, the whole but, thing yeah. I think this is going to be is going to be, like, kind of a... Um, like answering the call because of how the universe feels about the Green Lanterns right now, how they're kind of like, you know, everybody hates them in the universe. They might. And a sector, and uh, they're going to start protecting a sector because the other nobody wants the Green Lanterns around. So what you're saying is they might actually guard a galaxy. Yes, they might. A sector. Mm. A sector. The, right. the guardians of the sector. Seriously, though, you look at this picture, and it is the their DC's answer to Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm just trying to give it a reasonable again, spin to again, it. Again, though, if it is, it's it's why why go there? Uh, because everybody loves Guardians. Yeah, but then you just it seems desperate. It, it is seems, desperate. It seems odd. The new Fifty Two is desperate. Yeah, I know. Every I guess anything where you're trying to make this amount of money is going to have some desperation to it. But yeah, man, we'll see. Uh, the next one's. Odd too because it it really looks like something to me. But we'll I'm actually wait. I'm surprised this isn't one of those six issue limiteds. Yeah, and uh, well, do you want to say what it is? It's Prez uh, with written by Mark Russell and art by Ben Caldwell. Yep. And Prez was a character way back when, and it was just a really silly little thing that DC did that it was like uh, Prez Ricard became the first teenage president when they changed the laws on how old you had to be to become president. And I'm saying I I just know that little bit of it really. Uh, I'd never read Prez back in the day. I just remember of it. Okay. And uh, is Prez a uh, a robot? No. Is Prez, Prez a the girl? Yes. See, I have no idea. I thought the book was about that robot. <laughs> I actually thought that it, this was their version of uh, Big Hero Six. No, Prez. It's about the first teenage Prez. If they're going by the old, like the the story they did before. Seriously, you have this here. And there's the girl blowing a bubble, and then you have this huge robot, yeah, and what appears to be uh, a butler. Uh, I, I would say it's her father or like uh, her vice president, possibly, or possibly her butler. Next up, though, is another weird one because they seem to have canceled Red Hood and the Outlaws, but yet they give you Red Hood slash Arsenal, written by Scott Liddell and art by Dennis Madry. 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 Medry. Medry. I don't like Dennis with one N. No, I don't either. I, Weirds me out. I think it's pretentious. <laughs> I think we're assholes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but oh. no, uh, this book I'm going to get because I do Red Hood and the Outlaws, but I'm going to really miss the dynamic of Starfire being there. Yeah, it's weird that that's the issue. Like, they, they want to get, and later we'll get to that Starfire actually has her own book as well. It's yeah. odd that like that had to be. It's almost like what are these real actors and actresses or real people <laughs> that you can't keep Red Hood and the Outlaws and also have a Starfire book? Again, they're trying to get away from this like continuity doesn't rule anymore. Why couldn't you just do that? Except right. that they want to get it back to that number one. That's the only reason I think that they must be doing this. Because well, a lot really, of people have bailed on this book, and also the ones who haven't a lot of times bitch about it because of Scott Liddell, but yeah. I actually really like him on this but, title. But here you go. The, I bailed on the book. Say I'm, I'm the one, because I did read it for a while, and I don't read it anymore. Right. Um, 
why would I jump on to a Red Hood slash Arsenal book written maybe by you Scott got, Liddell? Maybe you got tired of all the sexiness of Starfire. No, I don't that's know. the thing. If, if you're going to ask me what went wrong with that book, it's not just Starfire. And, I'd say and, it was Justin Jordan myself. Yeah, yeah. I just, I kind of just got sick of the whole thing. Uh, to me, the book kind of seemed to be unnecessary, but... I like it. Yeah, I know and you do. This actually, this actually pisses me off because I had the prediction that Crux will be a part of the Outlaws now. Mm-hmm. But with this, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and we both said, yeah, Crux was awesome. Yeah, Crux would be a great Outlaw. I'm saying if they would just continue right on the Outlaws instead of Starfire had Crux. Yeah. Well, you know that I don't know. the reason they can't have Starfire is because she's busy in her own book. Bullshit. So she can't show up in this one because <laughs> her schedule doesn't permit it. <laughs> so ridiculous. Whatever, I'm telling you, right now she's all addicted to drugs. Maybe when she gets clean, it's going to make sense to the story where she doesn't want to be around these guys. And she reverts to being a 16-year-old. Yeah, well, it's new art. It's new look. I don't know. Well, We're not know, on that yet. The next issue is another one that kind of made me scratch my head. Yeah. All right, let's move on then. Because I'm saying it's it's Red Hood and Arsenal. Yeah. You've got to get the same stuff it's without be you know, exactly the same. sex appeal. Yep. Um, but next issue is Robin, Son of Batman. Writing an art by Patrick Gleason, which I'm very shocked at, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's that's it's a weird deal. Do you think that? Um, well, Batman and Robin's canceled, and now all we're gonna have is Robin, son of Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of pissed off about that because how long we lasted with Batman. <laughs> I was and gonna say whoever. Batman was so into getting Damien back, and then he gets him back for three issues, and then they cancel it. I'm really upset about that because I love Batman and Robin. And now that it actually is Batman and Robin again, I was getting ready for the long haul. Uh, do you think that uh, Damien will be heading to get those crazy mutant Damians to join I his team? I don't ever want to see those people again. I have a feeling we're going to see them very soon. Well, look at this fucking picture here they put out. What is that, like a dragon? Uh, yeah, it looks like oh. a dragon uh, a slash uh, gorilla slash cat slash... Yeah. What the hell does uh, that have to do with Damien, Wayne? <laughs> I I have no idea. I have no idea. But there's Damien. He's got a sword. And he's running through some snow. And he looks like he's about to fall off a cliff. Yeah, he's fine if he still has the superpowers, which I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I would think that they're probably going to keep the superpowers going. And kind of explore that, maybe. Again, everything we say could be complete bullcrap. But well, I just think it's a very odd title to cancel Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good selling title. And it's, like I said, you've had all these people, you yourself included, that have gone on and on waiting for Damien to come back. He finally comes back, and then they give you this. Yeah, I, I really don't know what to think about I'm saying I'm going to review this, and I'm going to most likely love the hell out of it because I love Damien Wayne. Yeah. But it just baffles me why they would do this. Yep. And honestly, like, where's Peter J. Tomasi? How, I don't know Patrick Gleason to write anything nope i'm and now he's gonna write and draw the book again maybe he wrote wrote a bunch of stuff before because i ran into that trouble before where somehow i got the idea that tony uh s daniel had never right. written anything when they gave him uh deathstroke and i kind of said that and then people pointed out that he wrote tons of things and i felt well, like a real fool well that's the thing is like you know we'll obviously do our homework by the time this shit comes out but for the most part, before we started the site, I would like you know catch an artist's name here or there, a writer's name, but it yeah, wouldn't yeah. really register and stick around until we actually had to you know do reviews on them and talk mm-hmm. to these people. Yeah. Um, 
But so for the most part, I just know Patrick Gleason is the penciler on Batman and Robin. That's yep. it. Yep. That's it all. That's all I know. But yeah, I, I just I'm wondering why they went this route. Because again, know. it's not like you read Batman and Robin and think, you know what? You know what this book has too much of? Too much <laughs> Batman. Because for a while there it was just Batman. That was ridiculous. Yeah, when agreed. there was no Robin in the Batman and Robin, ridiculous. They finally get Robin back, cancel it. Yeah, this might be one of the oddest things they, yeah. I've seen them do with this announcement. It's very weird. Well, you it know seems what else like a, is, what? It seems like it would be a cool book on its own, plus Batman and That's Robin. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying about uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. What, they, Batman's right. too busy? And <laughs> you, you know as well as I do, DC can't get enough of Batman in a book. For them well, to actually saying, kick him out of a book is very weird. Batman and Robin is one of the top five sellers, I believe. Uh, yeah, and you know what the reason why Damien is so great? It's because Batman's there yelling at him and trying to tie him down. That's the whole dynamic it's got a that, great that time. I love. Exactly. Uh, this is going to be Damien just being crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm actually kind of worried about this. Yeah, but yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, the next one is very odd. <laughs> and it's uh, Section 8, six-issue run, mini uh, written by Garth Ennis and art by John McRae. And obviously the big pull of this is that it's Garth Ennis uh, writing at DC. And this is one of the guys, oh. again, when they when they mention this... Uh, Garth Ennis is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when they, I'm telling you, when they announced this, Garth Ennis was right at front and center of, listen, this is who we got, Garth Ennis. Uh, like I said, they mentioned Ming Doyle, but man, Garth Ennis is the big thing. I just don't know about a Section 8 book. Well, I'm saying, I never got into Hitman and these supposedly characters off of the, uh, the comic book Hitman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, when I was younger, like the late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s, I couldn't get enough of like you know mature, dark comics. Yep. And Garth Ennis had just got done his run on Preacher. Yeah, and I, yeah. had, I had to get all those trades. Yep. And I, you should really read that. But it, that's the thing. He writes some dark, mature fucking books. Yeah. Which, and I guess that's what we're going to do with Section 8. But again, it, it, Garth Ennis and Mature doesn't go well with any of these other books. No, absolutely At not. DC, it's, they seem to be going to this lighter uh, thing. And that's a, no, it's a broader audience. It's for yeah. everybody well, now. Like, I got actually think shit, that of all shit. these books, this one's probably going to sell, of the minis, uh, you would think this would sell the best. I don't think it will, actually. You don't think because it's Garth Ennis and it's no. something different? No, I mean, it's I'm a hard sell. Somebody, you know, Section Eight. Like I have no interest at all, just because I have no background with the characters. There's nothing to get me excited except for Garth Ennis, and you know, I had a love for him during the Preacher run. But besides that, I know he's a big right. name, does a lot of other stuff. But that's what I liked him for then, and I'm a changed person. I don't like all the dark yeah, mature stuff I yeah. used to. Well, you're older. Is um, is Kling- I've calmed down. Is Klinger in this book? Klinger? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? From MASH. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you remember? That's what he was just trying to do, dress up to get a Section 8. Come on now. I I totally had no idea. Fucking MASH, man. Come on. Come on. No, I was too busy busy watching after MASH. (laughs) Klinger was in that as well. I know. And you know what? He he put away the dresses and married a nation. (laughs) That was what he did. He brought back back a Korean. (laughs) So I'm That's expecting I'm expecting Klinger in this book. Yeah, I don't hold your breath for that, baby. I know. Well, what's next? Next we have Starfire, written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, with art by Emanuela Lupacino. Yep. 
And I really, really thought you were going to want this book because it pretty much, looking at this now, just screams Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn alien. Yeah, no, I, uh, again, what we're going to review and who's going to get what book is still up for grabs for like, us as well. And we're going to probably get some more info on some of the books. and Hopefully. <laughs> and maybe this will be because, yeah, I love Harley Quinn and also Emmanuel Lupicino is the artist on Supergirl right now. Yeah. And her, her art is awesome. I think I'm looking at this. Uh, this looks like Amanda Connor's artwork. It does. This is probably a cover. Yeah. And, and the thing funny. is, I'm looking at this. You don't it just see looks... Shaggy in the background, do you? Do you see the one guy right <laughs> yeah, straight there, Shaggy? <laughs> He's uh, eating something. I see the one girl next to Shaggy over, and the girl, they look like they're part of Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> yes, and they you do. Got two old people who look miserable. And in fact, to go with our last uh, podcast, the lady in the far left looks a lot like the rhubarb lady who uh, <laughs> screams a lot of stuff at people. It really does. And I don't know, down at the one bottom, it looks like a guy from the village uh, people. Is that a firefighter? I don't I even know what the hell that is. It's, it's a village person. <laughs> and then there's a, a police officer. Possibly a G.I. Joe member. Yes, and, yes, yes. It'd be a G.I. Joe member. Um, I don't know. Come up with a name for him. He looks like kind of a like a, a firefighter police officer. Slash Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's, that's his name, Bobby. Well, I think, I'm looking at this. I see the palm trees in there, and yeah. I just picture, and she's got this new outfit going on where it's just like, yep. you know, like a, what do you call that, a midriff? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's and, got a, her her uh, whole midriff is exposed. Yeah. She's got and butt I, pants on. I'm surprised she doesn't have a Walkman attached with roller skates on going down the boardwalk. Yeah. She looks crazy, and she's doing a little finger starfire business. She looks like a surfer girl. And for some reason, the police officer lady looks like almost like half upset and half um, amused. And now that I'm looking at it, I think that the old guy is staring at Starfire's butt. And yes, the lady, he totally is. The lady has grabbed him by the ear. And it's pulling him away. Do you see that? I see that, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a crazy. And again, a weird other thing is, if you see the blonde-haired girl in the back looks to be looking at her own endowment and is very upset that he, she's not built like Starfire. Well, not everybody can see her? Do you see her? She's like pulling uh, her. Very odd. Yeah, she totally is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in this cover. Oh, you know what? It is an Amanda Connor cover because if you look, it says it right there. Connor. I right. can't see shit. Uh, Get out uh, you could see the writing right next to Shaggy. I just pit it up too, and I love that the old lady has a dog carrying like a baby. I love the uh, fact that you're just describing this cover. We need to talk about this a no, little bit. No, and then I'm telling you that there's the this is police, podcasts the, are not a visual medium. The police officer slash fireman has another guy that's Jesus next Christ. to him. They're a fire hydrant. Um. Yeah, it's a crazy bunch of characters, but yeah, I have a feeling it's not anything to do with the book, and we're sitting here talking about it. Yeah, I know. I've... Well, you said all it is. This looks That's like it. it's going to be Harley Quinn alien. Yeah, Starfire's going to get clean. Red Hood of the Outlaws. He's going to move to freaking uh, you know Malibu, Malibu or freaking yep. California, and she's going to start her new life, yep. and it's going to be a silly adventure. Well, she's going to try to fit in. Yeah. And she's gonna get a job as a and not a stripper. No, it's gonna be she's gonna have to sell hot dogs from a kiosk at the mall. Okay, I would like that. I actually soft pretzels. Soft pretzels. Yeah, she'll sell and soft pretzels. Yep, she'll do that, and she'll say all crazy things and get messed up. And then she has a cousin that she lives with, and then they all these. It's not for strangers. <laughs> it's not. 
No, it's not Perfect Strangers. No, Actually, I'll tell you, I don't think anybody knows what that is anymore. Perfect Strangers? That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Actually, what happens is she meets another girl. They need a roommate, but their landlord does not allow mixed uh, sexes. Ooh. So what they do is get a guy, and they pretend <laughs> that he's gay. Oh, uh, you get. know what? If this actually turned out to be Three's Company, I would be all would about it. awesome? Yeah. Yeah, it won't be. It won't be, no, but honestly... I guarantee I, she gets a friend, and in fact, I bet you in this picture of anything, that police officer is her friend, the, the lady police officer, and she's trying to ha- help Starfire fit in, and Starfire obviously can never fit in, so she's going to do all these crazy things. Yeah, it's and, all going to be misunderstanding, like in the tiny Titan, uh, Teen Titans Go, where like it's all where she doesn't understand yeah, Earthling customs. Exactly. And, that's that's what I would guess it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of boob jokes. Fish out of water story with boobs. Yep. Like I, I think I sent you a message. I believe it's going to be a horny fish out of water story. <laughs> and the last book we have is We Are Robin, written by Lee Barmejo and art by Carrie Barmejo? Randolph. Barmejo. Barmejo. <laughs> I don't oh, we're know. Off with this. I'm, I'm so bad with, with names. Uh, but again. When you saw this book, what did you think? I was so excited because I thought my pleas were finally answered that we we're going to get a book about all the Robins together. Yep. Like, uh, what issue was that when all the Robins gathered uh, for that painting? Was that, like uh, I don't Bat- was that Batman? It was Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, it had no. to be. It could uh, Yeah, I guess it would have been. But I also think it might have started out, though, in Batman before it? Death of the Family. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, I in my mind, it was like around Batman, Batman and Robin, like around issue ten. Or I think maybe, it might have no. been Batman and Robin fourteen because Actually, uh, okay. it would have been fourteen is when everything started and stuff, and yeah, going into that. But yeah, ever once that happened, and you saw the dynamic between all the all the guys, and even like certain times when like uh, when Jason Todd visited and <laughs> Damien had the you know in and out the uh, back and forth with Arsenal. With Roy yeah, Harper was, was great, but also I, it's a I really, man. yeah, yeah, because he had that trucker hat. But I also <laughs> like I always like the um, the Big Brother esque uh, relationship between Dick Grayson and Damien, and then you throw Jason in there, and then Tim would be kind of like the wild card as well. Uh, I, me, and you have wanted a Robin's book uh, forever. And, of and course, we're still gonna want it. Yeah, because this isn't it. It looks nah. like we are Robin. Looks like a. Um, a cult of Robin, a gang of Robins, like you said. It's like the, uh, is it Black Canary? Who is it who has the... the no, it's the one girl gang slash fan club okay. in uh, Teen Titans right now. And I'm guessing is. this all it is again with just Robin. Yeah, and uh, again, the... Uh... My hopes and dreams were just dashed when I saw the picture of this, though. And I was I really thought I was going to have that Robin's book yeah. we were talking about. And instead, it looks like you have a print ad for... Fucking Nike, just do it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, really. It looks like the guy uh, in the front's wearing Chuck Taylors. Yeah, obviously, and uh, yeah. Looks like maybe it's a cover to the new uh, Jet Set Radio. That'd be good. <laughs> Jet Set Robin. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. I think it reminds me a lot of like the movement, which I um, was not a big fan of. Uh, I don't think a lot of people were because how yeah, quick it got canceled. Yeah, really. It seems like it's like one of those like, hey, we're going to show that the youth are empowered and they're going to do these. I'm I'm really surprised one of these guys isn't uh, spray painting a wall with some graffiti, <laughs> like tagging a wall or something, which would go I'm, well with the Jet Set Radio. 
What's so I'm that? looking at him like that guy left with a person in auto. Yeah. You get tagged in a wall. Yeah, yeah, it'd be just crazy. But yeah, it, it doesn't look like the book that I wanted. Uh, it shocks me that this isn't a six issue mini because uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, one of those that you don't know what it is. Uh, yeah. It just doesn't look like it appeals to me at all. Though I'm looking at the me picture. Either. I'm to review it. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture. And the, are you looking at it now? Yeah. In the left hand side, it looks like Solid Snake has joined the, uh, the thing. He's got that, well, you know, he's got a headband on, so he must be a real douchebag. I think that's a ch- You yeah. think? I'm talking the yeah. upper no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the up top, left, yeah, yeah. That's a dude. That's and yeah, that's, that's a solid, solid snake. snake. <laughs> and uh, again, I'm not, you know, that. Whoa, whoa! I just realized. Were you but... saying the headbands are for douchebags? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you just let that pass. I didn't. Even, I was looking at the oh, cleavage on yeah. them. <laughs> I also like. You know what else is for douchebags? Is the guy in the front. Not only does he have the Robin letter jacket, but he has the Robin emblazoned uh, shades. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I think. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not part of this book. I think the guy in the back might be smoking an e cigarette as well. Oh, douchebag. Because, man, he's a douche. I see <laughs> the one. You were, you were thinking I meant the lower left, the guy yeah. with the hoodie on. Yeah, I didn't mean that. But, yeah, it doesn't look like what I want. And, uh, again, these are all the titles that are going to be coming out. And you're with me that some are odd, some look okay. Yeah, it's a Um, a mixed bag, really. And it depends on what you're going for. Yeah, but uh, to me what's odd is that not one is, like, to me, a slam dunk. Mm, Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. But even so, without knowing, but, yeah, maybe that's... And, honestly, Justice League of America is going to have to sell. Yeah. Oh, it'll sell. I'm just saying, like, there's nothing here. Like, I'm telling you, if they had a Shazam book, oh, yeah, uh, be you all mentioned over earlier that. you wanted a Doom Patrol. Um, um, I'm wary about that anymore from what Jeff Johns did to the Doom Patrol. Yeah. yeah. So, again, um, we apologize for people who wanted to hear us talk about the books of the week. There were obviously books came out, but this was the big enough news that we figured we'd talk a podcast about this get back to the books next week uh we will not be uh doing one of those uh deals where people like clump two weeks of books in because we yeah i'm not doing that we have Jesus di- Christ. yeah we have diarrhea of the mouth and that, that'll be a six-hour podcast but uh if you would like to see what we thought of the books this week because again like i said some books did come out uh personally i thought my week of books was a little down uh, but you had actually you liked uh, Futures End this this week. I liked and, Futures uh, End. I liked Earth Two Worlds Five. Yeah. I mean Earth Two Worlds Five. Earth Two Worlds End. Yeah, that's crazy. You haven't liked uh, those books in in a while. And I didn't like Green Lantern though. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's weird. I I thought I had Grayson, which is one of my favorite books, and it was a down issue. I thought, but I also had Superman, which the big deal was he had new superpower. Yeah, I read that it was bullshit. Um, yeah, also had a uh, new costume and revealed his identity at the end. Uh, but the problem was is it was the end of an arc, end of the Men of Tomorrow arc, and I seem to think in my mind that they shoved that aside to shove th- crap down your throat. And I was a little disappointed by the issue. Uh, even I just I realized, I didn't even know there was a fucking new costume at the end of that. Yeah, it was okay. I don't even remember. I, I thought it just looked like the regular costume. You know i got to go funny. back and check it out now. Actually, you know what's funny about it is it's almost as if uh, 
John Romita Jr. has a very specific art style, obviously. Yeah, it's called Marvel. Yeah, and to me, it almost seemed like you would not realize because you just think that that's the costume John Romita style. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he, he reveals himself, uh, his identity. And actually, of all the things that happen, I actually like that the most. I think that makes it a little interesting going forward to uh, how the character and who he reveals it to uh, will interact. And I like it. But uh, it also, it's funny because... We're not talking about books. We're not talking about books. No. But one last, thing, one last thing about books. I did like that, uh, that Jeff Johns seemed to get jump on Superman to erase all the crap that came before it on Superman with Scott Liddell and all that. And he, he like got rid of the last thing, which was Jimmy Olsen being a billionaire. Yeah. And he took care of that, too. So everything going forward is if you were waiting to jump on Superman, actually, I think the next issue is going to be the one that would be pretty cool. And then there is Convergence and then a new creative team. So whatever. <laughs> you might as well just wait till June. But, yeah, we're not going to talk about books. But if you no. want to see what we thought of the books and read a little reviews, if you want to read Eric's reviews, which will tell you every goddamn thing that happens in the comic book. I will spoil Word for word. He's going to spoil everything. Uh, you can find his reviews at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. And if you want to hear my reviews, where I Jesus barely Christ say anything, don't like to put pictures, and don't spoil anything, you'd go to a certain site, weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. And we are also on Twitter, which again, Eric, where are we on Twitter? At Weird Science DC. Yep. And those are the major. And uh, what about Facebook? I don't remember. We got them Facebook. Yeah, the Weird Science DC Comics, somewhere on there on Facebook. So you're saying just people should just neglect your, that's your part of the social media. You control the Facebook and you don't even know where it is. No, I have no idea. That is pathetic. I just know it's tied into my own personal account, that which I wish why, I could delete. That is why the last time I checked, we are 15th in all of D. I don't know where we are. You have no idea. I'd like to say we're number one. <laughs> I'd like to say a lot of things. I was just going to say I'd like to say a lot of things, but you know what? We also can be contacted with questions and comments at the we- at the email weirdsciencedccomics at gmail. Dot com and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beg people to write in comments or questions to us but I'm telling you if you want to get on uh, a podcast you can just write in and in fact it seems the way we go you could just write in and ask to be a guest and there's a good chance you're going to be we'll let anybody I think a guy walking by tomorrow, son of a bitch. some guy tomorrow might walk by the house and go hey I heard you have a po-. he's on next <laughs> podcast this guy's on he's a homeless guy it's crazy a, Larry crazy Larry's got a lot to say about comics but yeah we're uh we're pretty loosey-goosey that's how we like it right I guess we like to just throw just kind of throwing this there. at me all willy-nilly now I'm saying I'm just doing it how we usually do most things we just throw it out there <laughs> uh, sure fuck it let's do it all right in fact, so again everybody uh, we're sorry for not doing the books this week just a lot of stuff to talk about we didn't have enough time to do everything But we'll see you in seven for another episode of Weird Out Loud. I'll see you later. Later. Bye. Don't feel the sun's coming out today.